What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome in, everybody. Hump, 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 dude. Hump, de hump. Uh, all right, all right. Fun fact. Give me the future breakout star who was a in the music video for the Humpty Dance. Tupac Shakur. Boom, Barrett Brooks. Oh. Boom, Barrett Brooks. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is correct. Digital wow. underground. underground. Digital yep. underground. That's right. All right. Yeah. There you go. Wow. See, we're, we're providing knowledge right out of the shoe. Where did you come up with that from? I just, it, it's all in the vault. There's a <laughs> lot of waste. There's a lot of useless stuff, man. I wish I could delete, but I can't, unfortunately. But that one's in there. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, D Gun, B Brooks, R Ellis, hanging with you on this day. Coming up at one o'clock, Scott Fransky. Will be joining us. We're looking forward to call uh, talking to Scott, who will be on the call Friday. Game one, World Series, Phillies and the Astros in Houston. It's official, guys. Uh, it will be Aaron Nola starting game one. 
and Zach Wheeler starting game two. He also may, uh, Rob Thompson said today, may play around the order a little bit. Bryce Harper may move up to three uh, in the lineup. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, they don't have any lefties out of the bullpen. He's not as, as fearful. They, they likely won't have any. He's not as fearful as, as getting caught up in some of the matchups with lefties and whatnot. Okay. Um, and, and, and by the way, hi, Mama Brooks. And hi, everybody in Good the morning, chat Mom. section. Hope you guys are doing well. Fitness Rebel, HB Gink. Jink, uh, GG, uh, Jeremy, yeah, uh, KW, oh, yeah. <laughs> Solomon, Richard, David. I see everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody streaming. Hi, everybody listening. Um, yeah, he may, it looks like he may change things up and they may shake the roster up a little bit, maybe a, a different bench bat. Who knows? So, uh, you know, we get any any word on anything, we will all hands on deck. All, all hands, hands on, on deck. So, so is, is there it. a chance they bring up Hall? I think there's a chance. Okay. I think there's a chance. Yeah, with the lack of lefties uh, out of the bullpen, I think there is a shot that that could be one of the moves, Barrett. Yeah, I think you're on the right uh, right path there. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. You know, I, all of a sudden this week has real. I don't know about you guys, has really slowed down. I told you, I told you that. It's to what, you need that. You, you think think about it. The last two weeks have been. At an accelerated rate, our yep. sports brains have been in overload with unbelievable things like the Flyers getting off to the great start, Eagles six and zero, Phillies unexpectedly getting to the World Series. We need—I told you this. Union, you know, you know union this. balling out. The union still. So you, 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 you need to. You and Barrett need to learn to listen to me more when I tell you these things. Sometimes that's, that's, you, know you what, need that's to slow down. My problem now. What's that? Did I listen to you too much? <laughs> too much. Really? Because without me, where would you be emotionally right now? Uh, that, that was a pretty good little little rhyme there, too. Right, right. right yeah, without yeah, me, yeah. where would you be? The only reason I do because my mom tells me to. My really? mom tells you, you better listen to that, man. He knows what he's talking about. I said, Mom, Thank the, you. Only, re- the Thank only reason you, he knows Brooks. what he's talking about is because my Because sister. I'm older than you? No, because because you're, your wife. If she'll tell you that I'm. She, she'll tell you that I'm only playing with half a brain. So uh, <laughs> she'll, she'll tell you. She'll tell you. Hey, look, like, right, I'm gonna call it like it is. My mom, mom, tell me all the time. Um, tell Dion's wife to pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> not you, but <laughs> Wait, why not me? She just says that's what she says. She you says, don't need prayers, Derek. Trish might need a whole New Testament to pray for you, but <laughs> pray for you, Derek. The new New Testament. Yeah, hey, hey Rob, I used to, I I'd be at work and I and he see me about to blow up blow a gasket, and uh, he's, I'm, I'm telling Trish, <laughs> he stopped dead in his tracks, Rob. Hey man, don't do that, man. Don't don't call your wife. Yeah, yep. That's when you knew you could you could get him to calm down. You could get him to behave there. That's for sure. See hey, Adam, see Zach. What's up, Showtime? Huh? D-Gun praises his mouth might catch fire. No, that's Barrett, man. Yes. that's not no, me. I'm not like that. That's- but you know what? I'll tell you this though. I uh my 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 mom called me. No, she she texted me like last week, and uh, I was supposed to get my my niece, my my niece. I was supposed to get her a doll called Bluey. A what? And, but when oh, she, from the cartoon. She, yeah, but she sent me she sent me the the picture of it, and on the picture it says Fluffy something Fluffy two. I'm like, so I'm looking. I'm t- I'll go for a solid two hours on the internet. What the heck is this? Blue dog or whatever it is, oh, yeah. and I couldn't find it at all. I finally called them back, and I got it for. Her, and it was supposed to be for her birthday. What's in February? Either birthday or Christmas. 
Okay. But I but I told my brother. Make it an early it Christmas present this time. That's yeah. Like, so I, I made my brother. I made him, and, and and he wasn't and he and his wife weren't good with it either. Uh-oh. I made him give the bluey. You made, wait, you live, he lives in St. Louis. How could you make him? And he, you, you live over here. How, how could you make it? Because from what big brother, man, yeah, Philip doesn't yeah, strike but, me as a make him kind of guy, exactly. Rob, you're right. Exactly I gotta use, right. I gotta use my words differently. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, I, you, you I, I uh, influence persuaded. Him. Well, I actually persuaded. told my mom, I like I told my mom to go get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just get me, keep me out of it. Yeah, oh, I thought let, you, I thought you were gonna take say, all the heat. Yeah, I thought you, I thought you were gonna say, uh, you bribed your brother. Hey, look, man. You know, I've been holding this over your head for 30 years. Don't make me tell mom what happened exactly. back in 1993. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So I thought today, and by the way, Scott Fransky at one, as I mentioned, we'll talk Eagles at 1230. Uh, we got a bunch of other stuff that we're going to dive into. Today, we are going to introduce the twofers off the top. Twofers off the top. So I twofers. hit you guys. Yeah, I hit you guys with two. For each of the four sports, with the with the Phillies, with the Eagles, with the Sixers, with the Flyers, I hit you with two questions, essentially, that we can kind of bat around a little bit. Let me get my Just, thinking cap on here. That's it. Get, 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 namaste. Get set up. Get, you get locked in here. All right. So we'll start with the Phillies, obviously, the team in the World Series. Rob Thompson, as we mentioned, made the announcement that instead of Zach Wheeler on his typical five days rest, He's going to go with Nola to buy Wheeler a little extra rest and the fact that Nola hasn't pitched in a long time either. I think it'll be nine days in between starts. He's going with Nola start one, which you can look at it a lot of different ways. And it's a little bit tricky because, you know, if you get to a game five, would you want Wheeler? Would you want Nola? Now you're going to get Nola game five, Wheeler game six, if there is a five and six. But I'll start with you, D-Gun, on the decision. Nola goes game one over Wheeler. Right move, wrong move. Um, I, I like the move uh, because Nola is in the back of his mind what happened to him in that last outing. Uh, it wasn't vintage Aaron Nola that we, we saw down the stretch. It is a gamble, um, but if if Nola can steal one in game one and then you've got the ace coming out of the, out in game two, man, that's a, that's a perfect setup. Mm. Um, now, uh, if he falters in game one, it puts a lot more pressure on your ace for game two. In a, in a domain where this team is unbelievable, Houston is unbelievable in their home park. Um, you know, And the thing is, they know all the angles, all the dimensions, and all that good stuff, the lighting, everything comes to play, even though it's a dome. Uh, everything comes into play uh, with stuff like that. But I do, I do like the fact that Rob Thompson is willing to flip the script a little bit, and I think we have learned our lesson in terms of second-guessing any playoff move that Rob Thompson has made up to this point. Okay. Brooksy. I think it's a good move just because Wheeler just got off the mound. He was the last one off the mound. And, and I think that you get more, you get more bang for your buck knowing Nola has more time. He's, he's resting more time than Wheeler has. Um, you know, Nola's from Texas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if Louisiana. Texas, close I enough. Thought, I thought it was from Texas. Yeah. Well, down South. Yeah, still, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's gonna feel good about going out there, you know, probably gonna have some family out there. Uh, he's gonna feel comfortable about the situation. And like you said, you know, going off the last start that he had, he wants some redemption. He mm. wants to go go out there and show, hey, we may have lost that second game, you know, and it was, you know, he he probably blames it on himself, you know what I'm saying? Because they should have went and he should it it, it should have been 2-0 going into Philly. Yeah, but hey, we had to play an extra game. So what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think this is where he shows out and shows, you know, he was a starter for us the previous two years. He was our ace the previous two years. 
now he's back to where he needs to be. I I think I think there's a couple things at play. One, the last time Wheeler took the mound there, he was almost untouchable. He went into the seventh inning with a perfect game. What? And it, it was a clinching game for the Phillies. It wasn't just the, right. you know a regular season game. It was win this game and you're in the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. So I think the combination of being a little bit ticked off at the way things went in the San Diego series with knowing that you dealt there before. And I understand the Astros didn't have you know nearly what the Phillies had to play for. I get that. But he still pitched great and there's a comfort level there, number one. When that was the first game of that series, I think he he feels good about that. I also think that Thompson really values that extra rest, and the numbers yes. back it up. All right, so the numbers back this thing up, and you look at it, and this is unbelievable. So Wheeler, with an extra day rest in his last eighteen games, has a two point oh two ERA, which is phenomenal. Mm. Last twelve starts on regular rest, three point six six. That's a gigantic difference, right? Uh, just to, again to go back to Nola game one, the last time he pushed against the Astros, six and two thirds, two hits, no runs, nine strikeouts, no walks, and only took him 88 pitches to get six and two thirds innings. He dealt against them. I'm, I'm a believer in Thompson, and Thompson I trust. So if he thinks this is the way to go to get his guy a little extra with Wheeler and to get Nola out there first, I'm in. I'm in. Well, you know what? That's 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 a good concept, man. Um, he's gained he's gained the right to to really make some moves and, and, and nobody can really say anything because he's, he's got him here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So I, I think I might look at it that way also. Well, I would also add Rob, you know, me, I always have to add the other side, you know, those numbers you talked about from Wheeler were impeccable, but Houston had nothing to play for. Now, Dusty Baker said, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to play our regulars. And he did, but they had nothing to play for. Absolutely. Were they, were they really into the game? Yep. You know, you know, they had clinched their division. And in top seed, my goodness, what in early September? No, you're right, absolutely. You know? Derek. So yep. they had nothing. They had nothing to play for, and that is nothing to take away from Wheeler because Wheeler has been lights out. Mm-hmm. This, but I, I, as you were giving those numbers, I was thinking to myself, I said, wait a minute. Even though Houston played their regulars, they had nothing to play for. To yeah, honest, no, I, I give Wheel, I, I give Dusty Baker credit because he 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 wanted uh, he wanted to field a competitive team and not just lay down, but. You know, and keep plan, his guys sharp. Yeah, keep his guys sharp. And the plan all along was, hey, uh, well, you know, I'm going to have my guys you know, get a couple of bats and get them out of there. It did, but no, nonetheless, Nola was great against him. So I just think, even if it's it, it, like that part of it matters to us, I think Nola just looks at it like, man, last time I faced them, I was killing it. Yeah, and he feels good about that. So you got right, to, right? And I think he really wants to buy Wheeler a little bit of extra time. I mean, Wheeler did get shut down for a month in September. You know, with yes. that with that arm injury. The so, tendonitis, yes. So I think it's a, a, a couple different things. All right. Number two Phillies question for you guys. I'll start with you on this one, Barrett. Gene Segura. He, there is a Ooh. club option for $17 million for next year. If they don't pick that up, he walks. We know what he's meant to this team. You know, he's been clutch. He's uh, taken on the role. He really likes the younger guys, Stott and those guys. He likes to work with those, with those guys. He's taken on kind of a mentor role uh, with those players as well. Um, what are you doing there in that situation? Do you let him walk? Do you pick up the option? Do you try and bring him back at a lower number? What do you do with Gene Segura? This is tough because, you know, when I when I look at it, I mean, you, you could virtually just put Stott at second base. And, you know, yes. why, why not? You know, Segura at this point, I would pick up the option because it's, really it's really not a huge number considering what he brings to the team. 
keeping that glue together. You know, even, you know, if they win it, they don't win it. His position on this team is that, man, everybody loves each other, you know, so why not keep the band together? You know what I mean? From that standpoint. And um, he's been consistent. You know, before he got hurt, he was consistent. He was the most consistent hitter we had uh, going into that, you know, until he until he got hurt. He came back. When he comes back, you know, he picked up business as usual. So, so I, I, I like him being here. I don't think that uh, I don't think that number is too big that they can't maneuver. OK, but I think they picked it up. OK, got it. You have that ace in the hole where you could pick up the option, but if you're an inclined, if you think you need to improve, whatever the whatever the area it is you need to improve. And what is that? I don't know. I'm just saying, if you feel that you can get so for a position, a position. No, for him, if you feel oh, that yeah, you yeah. can get a player better than him, you have to consider that option also. There's a lot of talk about Trey Turner for what. Oh, okay. See now, okay, you, okay. Yeah, now, you, if, yeah. who is a superstar? Okay, that FYI. puts it in a totally different light. Then. Well, no, but he's a superstar. It's going to cost you like, a lot of money. You know, upwards of thirty some odd million a year, like Harperish kind of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, th- see, that's that's a big issue. I mean, you look at the money you already have invested. I mean, you brought in Schwarber, you brought in Castellanos, um, you Wheeler, know Harper. Wheeler. I mean, my goodness, um, what what's the cap on what you're willing to spend? And, and I think a lot, of, a lot of it will be based on if they win the World Series or not. If they win it, they might be inclined, hey, look, we're good right where we are. We got a good chance with this nucleus to repeat again next year. Yep. If they don't win it, as all teams do, where did we fall short? Mm-hmm. And if Segura is, is, is considered – and I don't think he is because he's been clutch as well. Yes. Um, I, um, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, guys respect him in the clubhouse. You know, sometimes man- ownership can outthink themselves and disrupt the chemistry of a team. Right. And, right. and you know, if if you if you win it all, I think it's a no brainer you bring him back at that option. Yeah. Because well, seventeen million, like Barrett said, is 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 relatively cheap compared yeah. to what you would. You talk about going after Trey Turner. You're right, Rob. That's mm-hmm. a hefty price tag, man. Ooh, Are you willing is it to ever? Well, yeah. let me let me ask you both this because you guys are baseball guys. You know, I I just feel around in that, that world a little bit, but. Is Trey Turner? Will the Dodgers let him go? Um, that's the other thing. I don't know, Barrett. I, I think it's a good question. Sorry, guys. The rally towel is not uh, cooperating with with uh, <laughs> sitting behind me. Um, it's a good question. We get rid of that bad boy. It's right here. Don't worry. No worries. We'll still, we'll still um, I yeah, that's a good question because the Dodgers have limitless resources. They right. don't care. They don't care. No, they Luxury don't. tax, whatever. I mean, and that's the other thing if taking into consideration if you're John Middleton, you 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 have dipped into it and it's worked, right? It's worked. I, I think they're going to bring him back. I personally yeah. think they're going to bring him back. Um, I think they'll bring him back for one year, $17 million, see how it goes. And at the end of that year, you decide you're going to move Stott over to second base and do something else at shortstop, you very well could do that. I, yeah. I, I think he's going to be back. I do. And, I, I you know, if you would have asked me that, I don't know, July? I said he's probably likely that he goes. Well, you know, they flip flop. You know what I'm saying? Segura at, 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 at um. You don't want him at short stop. at this point. Now you, you like him at second. With the the range is a little bit more limited. Barry still has a cannon for an arm, but you don't want him at short uh, at oh, this point don't. in his career. Nah. I mean, I, I was stuck because you need to flip flop the two, and both of them. You know, I mean, it's I, I don't know, man, because it's gonna be tough. Because I, I really don't think the Dodgers are gonna let him go. That okay. trade uh, Turner go. I mean. All right. All right, let's continue the twofers. Let's go to the Eagles. Is is he averaging? Is he averaging? Um, what is he averaging? Like what? 18, 19 home runs a year, batting right around three hundred. Segura or Turner? Turner. 
Yes. Yes, he is. His, his numbers are really good. Um, I, I'll pull them up. I'll give it to you right now. So his regular season numbers this year. So he hit 298, right around 300. Yep. Uh, 21 home runs and 100 mm. runs driven in. Uh, 466 slugging percentage, 809 OPS. He missed uh, 20. He missed some games with injuries. He's, he's really good, and he's a great fielder, too. There's no way he leaves that. Uh, he leaves that. Probably not. Up. Probably not. Yeah, I would think not. Um, all right, Eagles. This one's for you, Barrett. Should they make a trade? We're up against the trade deadline. We're only six days away from the trade deadline. Should they make a trade? Um, yes, but it's not in a position you guys would think I would go. Okay. If I was going to make a trade, I would go trade for a safety. Whoa! Safety. Whoa! Yeah. Um, I got really nervous in the Dallas game when. Um, when CJ went down, when CJ Garner Johnson went down, mm-hmm. and they brought in was um uh, Job or name? some of those guys. No, what? No, um, what's the what's the safety's name? One second, let me let me pull my roster up, man. When they brought in uh from from Clemson, oh Kayvon, Kayvon Wallace. They brought in Kayvon Wallace. I got really nervous, man, because I don't know if he can go out there and play consistently enough for them to play the defense that, you know, they want to want to play. Cesar Garner Johnson is a safety, you know, that he brings uniqueness to the position where he can cover like a corner in the slot if they ask him to. And, you know, Gannon doesn't bat an eye. But with Kayvon Wallace in there, he's not covering. Like, I mean, maybe they could flip-flop him mm-hmm. and, and, and rotate and put him at the deep safety, but is he fast enough to cover – the, the entire field from that high safety position because I don't trust him going down on the slot on a guy like I can trust mm-hmm. CJ Garner Johnson, you know what I'm saying, on that yeah. on the slot. So when I look at it and if we're going, if we're totally committed and going, we're going for the for the dance, I think that, you know, it's, it, it we have to stay healthy at the safety position because the backups I don't think at this point are what you would want. We read Blankenship is the third guy. Right. That's a great point. That, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, and we always just assume like, let's add just to whatever this core, this nucleus is not, you know, an insurance policy in case somebody goes down. But so that right. makes a lot of sense. How about you, Derek? Well, you know, Barry makes a good point, but if you, you add another safety, then who's the odd man out? You know what I'm saying? Because somebody has to be the odd man out. If you bring in another frontline safety, um, you know, you are you going to move CJ? If you move CJ, are you going to move Avante Maddox? You well, know, he's saying backup though. Like, okay. No, I'm not. No, well, I, they won't. They that that line will say they're not looking for a starter right now. They don't. They have all the starters they need. I think at every position. I think they're stacked at every position as far as starting. Their front twenty-two are good. You know, as far as defense and offense, but. After that, the safety position, I'm not comfortable. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm even comfortable with the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with the tight end position, running mm-hmm. back position. I'm I'm cool. I'm even cool with the with the corners. You know, I think Zach McPherson is is a heck of a backup out there. If they right. do one of them guys right. go down or they put in Josh Joe, but are you truly confident? Truly confident? In yeah, King I don't Bob love Wallace? I don't love what's behind those guys. Okay, you're, you're um, right. I, I think I think the most pressing need is another edge rusher. To be honest. Okay. I need to, uh, you know, George, Josh Sweat, uh, you know, I remember we talked about Josh Sweat before the season and Barrett said, this is a big year for Sweat. Yep. But to me, Sweat has been like Derek Barnett. 
He shows up one game, the next game he disappears. Shows up one game, next game he disappears. Brandon Graham, we love him, you know, to death. But I sit here and I wonder, has Brandon lost a step? I hate to say that. You know, he's 34. Uh, Brandon also has, has plays in spurts. We don't have we don't have that legitimate edge rusher, you know, and Hassan Reddick has played better, but we don't have that legitimate guy that we know is coming every down every game. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had guys play in spurts off the edge. And I want to see if they can get somebody who's a little bit more I want I want effective at getting the quarterback down. Yes, you know, if not getting in his face more. Yeah. If nothing, you know, now these next two games, they're going to play two quarterbacks that are going to be scared in their boots, you know, because they're playing the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, you know, and let's face it, they're two teams that are going down instead of up. So in a span of four days, they're going to have their stats defensively across the board in a lot of areas. But when you start playing a little bit better competition, I'm talking about you got to play the Giants twice. You're going to have to play Green Bay. You're going to have, you know, I need somebody. You got Dallas coming again Christmas Eve. I need somebody this time, not with Dak. With Dak, Uh, I need somebody that can get in a quarterback's face. That's a that's a that's a difference maker. Not thirty percent out of the 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 fifty percent of snaps they might play, but more like forty forty five percent. I don't think they have that guy on the edge right now. I think you make an interesting point, Derek, because if you look at it, besides Reddick, Reddick's got four and a half. He's got four and a half. Nobody's got more than two and a half, and that's you know, first of all, T.J. Edwards has two. Josh Sweat has two and a half. I'm sorry, Fletcher has three. My apologies, but it's in terms of your edge guys. <laughs> Nobody else. He said my job. My apologies. Fletcher no, has three. He does. Okay, I'm but like let's, let's, right. let's let's put it in his proper perspective. Yeah. They loaded they loaded up with nine sacks against Washington. Yes. Okay. How many have they had since? Right. It's it's slowed down. It's okay. slowed down. So I, I look I would, at his I Dallas say, defense. I look at his Dallas defense. The rotation. They have twenty nine. Yeah. 29 in seven games fair uh if i'm if i'm gonna you know sort of piggyback off of either i i would probably lean towards Derek because it's more of an immediate uh but barrett's certainly makes sense point well taken probably you could do both for relatively cheap i think true yeah yeah you really could Unless you're going to get a front line guy, you know, if you were going to get a Burns type of guy, I don't see that though. I I know I don't, I don't see about Burns, but yeah. but I mean, if you add two, then again, who are the odd men out? Yeah, well, because it affects it affects your game day roster. Mm-hmm. What if you go get Robert Quinn? You know, I don't yeah, see the Bears yeah, giving you, Quinn up right now. I, you I get thought him they were going to a bad position there in Chicago, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, th- yeah, I thought the, they were trying to blow it up. Until yeah, but the Bears, the Bears week. problem, the Bears problem. You're right. See, that's the key. They won. They're they're right back in the mix now mm-hmm. in a mediocre NFC, um, and, and the Bears defense is not the problem. It's the offense. Yep. Yep. You know, the Bears defense has been keeping them in games. Yeah, they have. You know, so I mean, am I giving up Robert Quinn? Even though he was disgruntled, Robert Quinn is balling. He went out there. So you know what? I said my piece. They know how I feel. I, I'm going out there and play my game. He's playing his game. So I don't know if they I don't know if they let let Robert Quinn go right now because what uh, are you telling the team? Hey, look, we still have ten games, and he already gave up on they're giving up on us already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it's a fair point. It is a fair point. All right, I'll start with you on this one, uh, Derek. Uh oh. Here's the question I have: Will the Eagles lose before Week Twelve? Now I Ooh, just randomly sort of picked week, tw- week Twelve. That's Green okay. Bay, but they have Pittsburgh coming up. 
They're at Houston Thursday. Washington here, no Wentz. At Indianapolis, we know it's going to be Sam Ellinger. And then it's week 12. So you have one, two, three, four games in the meantime. Will they lose before week 12? Before week 12. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Barrett? Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indy. Let's see. You have a rookie quarterback, Pittsburgh. You have a guy who should be a backup in Houston. You got Taylor. that Taylor Heineke game because it's a, because, a little dangerous. That's be interesting game. A that's dangerous. that one. Then you got an untested Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. Uh, if there is a, a chink in the armor, it would be against Washington. I don't think they'll lose against Washington because it's at home, and it's a it's a Monday night game. They're not going to lose that game at home. Uh, so I'll say no. Okay. How about you back? I, I'll say no also. Um, just like you guys are – I mean, the, the biggest thing you guys are talking about are, are young quarterbacks with the exception of um, – except, of the, you know, of the commanders. I like Tyler Heineke because he's he's definitely played well against us. Um, he's more of an athlete than uh, we give him credit for. Um, last year he beat us, didn't he? He beat us last year. He did. Heineke? Yeah, didn't Heineke beat us last year? Uh, I don't. I don't think Washington won one of those games last year. Uh, one game was close. So they the Eagles won December twenty first, and the Eagles won uh, okay. December yeah. January seventh. Second. Okay. They we swept him. Well, I just seem to think you know Blast. I keep thinking of him, and I think if he's 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 more of a guy that did, that almost no, he almost beat Tampa Bay. That's right in the yes. playoffs. That's right. You know the year before. Yes. So that's what it was, but. He I mean he he plays well. He plays well in certain circumstances, man. He plays up to it. Um, does he have a chance of beating us at home? Definitely not. On Monday night? Oh heck no, he's not gonna yeah, beat us. Yeah. So no, I, I can't see it at this point. And the Texans, their roster is just so bad. They've been, you know, everybody just came and robbed and pillaged their uh, roster. Yeah. You know, it still didn't get better with draft picks. <laughs> Rob and pillage. <laughs> they did, man. They were they had an estate sale. JJ Watt. I mean, everybody left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh if, if, if there's any game that I could see the Eagles getting caught up in is, is a trap game with the commanders, but not on Monday night. Not on Monday night. I don't think they, they lose either. I think for – I don't know why. I know how bad Green Bay's playing, but I don't know. That feels like a game that – that feels like a loss. I don't know why. It's home. Rodgers is – you know, they're all a mess. Their defense is a mess. That doesn't – that's the one to me. That's a Sunday night game. And he's talking the way he's talking. Oh, yes. He's calling people out now. Yeah, I'm a little – that's the one. But I think they're okay before – It's it, look, let, if we're being honest, I mean, Pittsburgh's bad, Houston's bad, Washington's bad, and the Colts are bad. They should yes. win those games. Yes. Should, should and will is two different stories. But They, they don't should. have a quarterback in, in, no. uh, in Indianapolis. But how do you jump over, you know, our, our folk hero? You just totally jump over Foles. He's our folk hero. He will yeah. never buy a meal in Philadelphia the rest of his life. They need somebody maybe a little more athletic. I don't they, know. That's what well, that's the what that's said, what the yeah. word is coming out of Indy is they need somebody to be more athletic on the edge who can give defenses something a little more to think about in terms of him being able to step up and run, roll out of the pocket, buy more time, waiting for a receiver to get open. Let's face it, Nick Foles has has cement blocks on his feet when it comes to running. Yeah. Matt Ryan couldn't run, <laughs> couldn't run a 40 yard dash in two days, you know? So, you know, they're, they're, they're in a desperate mode right now. Now we'll say this. I do believe the, the Colts defense 
will make this game interesting. I think the Eagles will work for everything they get offensively against that defense. But I don't think Indy has the firepower or the quarterback to match them point for point. And I think Leonard will be back then also. I think he'll be back by then. I think he comes, right. in, comes back mm. uh, I think next week. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's back next week. Be interesting. Uh, hey, yeah. by the way, Nick Sirianni at his press conference today said Lane Johnson is yeah. still in concussion protocol. So that's yep. a big deal. That is a very big deal. That is a huge deal. Uh, so you're probably looking at Driscoll here at uh, at right tackle. Um, you know, you hope at some point Dillard can come back and then maybe you could juggle things a little bit, put Dillard at left and put Mylotta on the right. Mylotta doesn't mind moving to the right. So they, we, they did it last year. So yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. All right, next one. Derek, you get first crack. Will Tyrese Maxey, we're going Sixers now, be an all-star this year? I think he'll be worthy of it, but because um, but because voting is so politically uh, inclined, I don't think he will. Okay. Because big names like the Kyrie Irvings and all these guys will always get get the nod more so than, than a Tyrese Maxey. He's going to have to wait his turn. Um, I think he's going to be worthy of, of, of a, such an honor. I don't think it will be this year, though. I hate okay. to say that, but I don't. Derek? Um, I'm not going to say it, not for that reason, because I know, you know, he's, he's good enough. He will be, he will give it an opportunity play at that level, but there lies the question, giving the opportunity, will he be able to play his style of basketball? Will he be able to run and get things going? You know, you got a ball dominant guy in Harden. I mean, Harden might slow the game down so much that he doesn't get an opportunity to flourish as a player. I really believe this guy can, he can average 26 points a game mm-hmm. if you allow him to play his game, but will he be able to play his game? You know, I, what lineup makes him, you know, comfortable enough to go out there and score 28, 30 points a game? I think you guys both nailed it. Honestly, <laughs> like I'll start with Barrett. I, I think the fact that Harden slows things down the way that he does, I think potentially hurts them. Him, him, excuse me. Uh, and, and may not allow him – and we're going to see. They're going to get more accustomed to one another. I get it. But may just take slow him down enough where he doesn't explode. And I right. do think a lot of it is reputation, Derek, as much as we know what he's capable of and what he brings to the table. Oftentimes – Yeah, you know how it is. Oftentimes, it, oh, it's uh, – I'm just going to go with the with the big name. Uh, Max kids having a good year, eh, but that guy's my buddy. Or yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, sometimes that happens. It's fan – you know, all the voting that goes into it. Uh, I think he may have <laughs> hurt him a little bit. He, I think he'll well, deserve it. I think he'll deserve it. I think because the fans have a significant input yes. in the voting will hurt him because he's not a household name yet. And we we know who the household names are in the Eastern Conference. And I think they will always get the nod ahead of him. And it's not fair. Same thing just happens in football. Yep. Um, it happens year in and year out. And until you take the voting out of the hands of the fans and let the, let the peers vote, or have writers vote on it. You know those yeah. who truly cover the game night in and night out. I think he will. He will. He will be unjustly overlooked because of that. Okay. All right. Let's go with the uh, second Sixers question. Will Doc Rivers be the Sixers coach at the end for Whoa. the entire season? Whoa. I'll let Barrett have that one first. Brooksy, Ooh. you're up first on that Whoa. one, my man. Um, I think he will, only because he put this thing together. Him and Maury put this thing together, and I think they'll give him an opportunity to play this entire uh, – because he's got his team. He's got his players now. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think he got – well, he got more age players now. Yes. You know, so given an opportunity, he now has three superstars. Well, three and a half superstars. 
in which he can go to. And it's up to him now. You made him go to South Carolina practice. It didn't work because they lost their first three games. Um, does he have the Does he have the voice to get this team going in the right direction? I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know, man. You know, especially what's going on right now. I mean, look at the Celtics. They 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 basically just cut their coach and and look at the way they're playing now. You know, so it's not a far off notion that that you know the manager might say, look. Um, he doesn't have the he doesn't hear the voice of the team is not heard in his lips. You know what I'm saying? He's not being, you know, received by this team. Hmm. They should let him go. And that and that and that's that's real, man. I don't think the team at this point is bought all the way in. I know Harden's bought all the way in, hence that's why he's playing the way he's playing. But I don't know yet if Embiid is really, you know, cool. Like, all right, let me see what this cat's talking about this year. So I don't want to hear me not win an MVP. I don't want to hear anything but us winning at all. So yes or no? <laughs> I don't know what the answer was. I'm, I'm it's the same thing, Robert Barrett. Is that a yes or a no, <laughs> bro? You got to tell me. I'm, I this I got so I'm much asking you. I know you're asking me, and I don't want to answer it. But you just gonna show it to me. <laughs> Uh, yes, I think he is. Yes, I think yes. he is. I think he is. Yes. I, I think it'll be much to the consternation of the mm-hmm. fan base, but I think he will be the coach. Derek, uh, and then we got to go. We were going to do flyers, but we don't have time. That's okay. Um, here's the way I see it. I think it'll be based on where they are by in January with this team, and okay. I think I think the big component here is how's Joel's foot and hand holding up. Um, how well will they integrate all these new players? I thought Mark Jackson brought up a great point yesterday. You know, when you look at the Boston team, they only added one player. So the, the bulk of their nucleus is together. So it did make a difference who's coaching the th- this team. They were already a defensive-minded team. They already Every player on the team knows their role. You have a Sixers team. They're still trying to figure out their roles on the team. You know, you got a player who's a holdover like Thibel who can't even get on the court now. We don't know what he is or isn't to this yep. team. He doesn't feel like he's long for this now, team. It feels you know, like he's going to be bye-bye soon. You know, Barry said, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, got what he wanted. I think it's more Elton Brand and Morey who who finally assembled what they feel were Especially the deficiencies. Morey. Yes, yeah. what the deficiencies were. Okay, Doc, now we've given you your toys. It's up to you to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. If they're sitting at sea level or below sea <laughs> level in January, I think Doc is out. I think they're going to give Doc every opportunity possible to finish what he starts this season because of the respect for him, his pedigree um, in this league. But I think if, if fans publicly start crying even more so, or screaming that this team stinks, they're going nowhere. I think they will make a, a, a shock, a shock move, shock value move in January. Okay. Wow, in January. Yeah. All right. Wow. I like it, Gunner. Okay. Um, I, I think they should make a move, but they won't make a move, would be my guess. And, and he at mm-hmm. least gets the entire year. All right. We, we you, have you got to explain that. Why do you think he does that? Yeah, you can't just make a statement like that right, and just right, say, right, okay, let's go, go to break. He forced um, me. He forced me. Not, no, you got you to answer that. I, 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 did, I, I did not want to answer that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll answer. Uh, look, I don't think he connects with these guys. I don't think he has a good feel in game. I don't think he has any idea when to use a timeout to stop the bleeding or to switch things up. All right, all right, Rob. All right. I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let him roll. Let him roll. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Let, let him roll. Let, let, him, uh, let Rob roll. I want to hear this one. Um, I think he's stubborn to a fault. I don't think he's good in game making adjustments. I think he's okay setting up. I think he's okay with a plan going in. 
I think if that team counters, he does not, he, he doesn't flip, slide off of it well and do a good job counterbalancing what they're doing. Um, and I just don't think, I think he's a very overrated coach. I think he had a lot of good talent in Boston when he wanted. He had pretty good talent in, in, with the clip joint when they were decent. But there's a reason why he chokes away games all the time in the postseason. And this isn't going to be any different. He's not learning anything differently as time goes on. And I, I just think the, the, I just don't think he's that good a coach. I think he's an okay coach, period. Rob, can I ask you a question? Yes. Is there anything you'd like about Doc? Ooh, a pregnated pause. That tells yeah, me exactly. what I wanted to know. No. No? No. See, to me, it, it, I, I think he's, right. I think he's okay. Like, is he an yeah. awful coach? He's not an awful coach. He's okay. Okay, he's not good enough. Well, Rob, you know what? I got to stop thinking of, of, of Celtics coach and just think of 76ers coach. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I'm thinking about what he did in past tense mm-hmm. instead of thinking about what's going on right now. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't like him, then you have to think about who is out there that could jumpstart this team. Who's available? Yeah, that's you know a good I mean? question. Yeah, that's a really good you, question. You, you, in this case, when you when you've done what the Sixers front office has done in terms of retooling this team, you can't bring in somebody who just babysits them the rest of the season. You need to bring in somebody who can jolt this team change the mindset of this team, maybe see something insightful that we on the outside looking in don't see in terms of combinations of players, strategy, yeah. uh, things like that. But a, par- a big part of it is, do you do, do you get the rest of these guys to speed up with Tyrese Maxey speed or do you slow Tyrese down? Yeah. That's a big dilemma. You, you have real um, roster questions uh, with the way that this thing is constructed. You have real See, questions. You guys are conflicting in my head again because you guys are saying <laughs> you guys are talking about Tyrese Maxey. Embiid is the is the is the is the team. Yeah, and but, we, but we Bear, see potential in, in Maxey though. Yeah, Bear, but if you look at the better teams in the league, and even a team like Boston, it's, which is a veteran team, they can get out in transition. The better teams, Memphis, Golden State, uh, uh, Boston, teams like that can get out in the transition game. This Sixers team is not a, a fast-break type team. They're not a fast-paced team. You've got you've to change the mindset. How do you do that, though? Okay. So you've got you to you speed a bunch of other guys up or slow one guy down. you got to slow the roadrunner down. Yeah, to play right. at that speed. Yeah, it's a it's it's a little bit of a quandary, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get a timeout. Uh, man, I was strong first. Why, 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 why we why we got to go now, right? We, we could just skip, just blow through breaks. I mean, it's no problem. We can do that. <laughs> I have no problem. I mean, you, we're you on the roll, the man. You talk to the guy who, who pays the bills, D Gun. Uh, well, it's all good. What a roll, Rob. All right, let's go. You're bringing Keep my going. mojo. We're not breaking. Let's go, Flyers, twofer. All right. Uh, will they make the playoffs, Derek Gun? Oh man! Well, why you? Why I gotta be the first? You, you didn't want to go to break. You man, got it. Wait, I just heard the boss say go to break. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. all right. Um, what Tor- Tortorella has done the first what six games so far yeah, has nice been job. incredible. He's yep. giving the Flyers a buzz. Uh, when you talk about the, the Eagles, the Phillies, the Union, and I thought the Flyers would be left for dead. Yep. You know. In the conversation, the Flyers have a buzz in this city, man. Four and two, a couple Four comeback two. wins too. Yes, you know, you look at the games they won. I believe all of them were comeback wins. They have not. Yeah. They did not follow the trend of last year of just no, laying down when no, a team gets a lead. No, on them. that's for sure. Will they make the playoffs? Wow. 
I think in the long run, the team's deficiencies, because they didn't make a lot of wholesale changes with this team. Not a ton. They I, didn't have the, no, the, the, the cap room. The really the cap room. So I think the deficiencies yeah. will catch up with them. So I will say no. They will be an entertaining team more so, by far more so than they were last season. I say they'll just be right on that cusp of being on the outside looking in when the playoffs come around. Brooksy? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Just make it back. I think that's a good enough answer. I agree with you. They're not making the playoffs. It's, it's, yeah. We're talking about a team was the worst team, one of the worst Correct. teams last year. Yes, not one of. They're the worst. They well, hold the worst. on. The thing is, they didn't really make any wholesale sales. To, I mean, um, or buys to to other than the coach over the top, except other, for the coach. Yeah. So how do you think you're going to go to the playoffs? Yes. With the same I think team. reality sets in, but they're going right. to show you that they have a lot more heart than last year's team. That's what but, I don't understand. That. How do they make it to the playoffs when? They changed the coach. They got the same exact team. I hear you. Barrett, Barrett. Sometimes, though, a change of coaches. Well, yeah, this happened right a, now with a, the Giants. In, in infu- Thank you. Okay. In infusion, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Yeah. I gotta, I'm going to follow up, Barrett, because we do uh, have to get to it. Speaking of Hart, Carter Hart, will he show you that he's the goalie of the future, that he is that guy? Yes. I see, that's tough. That's I'm, tough I'm right a there. yes on that. Yes. I, I, I would say yes. If he gets the proper coaching, because I saw him going to shell the past year and a half, and I did, I, I, I you know, as, as a player being an athlete, I, you can't let others dictate that much on how you play. Yes, the you know, the, the, they didn't help him out a lot. They didn't help him out a lot. You know, he was on his own. But then I just saw him going to a funk, man, and you can't do that as an athlete, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but Barrett here, here again, change of coaches. All of a sudden, he's playing much better. Then he has – I mean, it's only six-game sample, but yeah. he's playing much better than he had in the last year. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about that. So, yeah. all right, if we're going to yeah. go by this year, and I can't look back at last year. I got blinders the last year. I'm going to say yes. Okay. He, he's, he's, he'll be yes. He is the future, right. yes. All right, fair enough. All right, we do have to get a timeout. We do. I know, Derek. Sorry. Oh, man. We'll get a quickie in here. We come back, we'll talk some birds. 1 o'clock, Scott Fransky, Phillies radio play-by-play voice. Looking forward to talking to Scott at 1 o'clock. We'll come back, we'll do some birds. Uh, don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because you know what a challenge can be to find the right person with your finances, with your hard work, with the money that you have earned to invest it the proper way. And Jim is that guy, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to figure out your employee benefits. That's another resource that he can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, 401k rollovers with Jim. You name it, I couldn't be happier. You will be as well. Very simply, give them a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. 
we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody, Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, hanging out with you on this Wednesday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Scott Francie coming up top of the hour. All right, guys, set our sights to the Eagles. By the way, I mentioned that Lane Johnson in concussion protocol, but Nick Sirianni did say we're hopeful that he will play Sunday. All right, so positive, positive news there uh, as far as Lane goes. That's, that's, he, he's playing, bro. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, one of those, he's one of those warriors, man. He's built with, he's built with, 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 with just, you know – Bionic stuff, man. <laughs> you have to hide his helmet Austin. in his uniform to keep him off the field. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so they are practicing today, uh, guys. You know, long layoff, obviously, as we know with the bye week. But they're back at it. They will play the Steelers next. Um, it has not been a great start for Pittsburgh, to say the least. You know, we're unaccustomed to this, but they're they're a minus fifty five win differential, Jeez. which is the worst in football. So look at some of their rankings. They're 31st in points scored, 24th in passing, and 27th running the ball. I mean, when was the last time the Steelers were that bad running the ball? Bro, and then you go to the other side. That's an 20, oxymoron right there, isn't it? Uh, right, and it totally is. They're they're 22nd in, in, in um, points allowed. They're 29th against the pass and 18th against the run. You look at Pickett since he's kind of taken this thing over. He's played in four games. 771 passing yards, two touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's completing his completion percentage isn't bad, 68.5. Uh, he's got a 66.7 passer rating. 
He's been sacked six times in those four games that he's played. So this fella. is not your your father's or your Barrett Brooks's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a different squad. Russ Grimm and 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 you know the rest of the guys be rolling over. Yeah, in their graves, but he he ain't dead. But I'm just yeah, let's 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 cowards rolling over in his they, grave they, right they, now. They're rolling over in their bed. You, uh, they're not in their grave. Let's you'll, see. you'll see them on Sunday, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, this this is this is not. Pittsburgh, man, that's all. It's just not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was used to having a quarterback for an entire two – was it two decades just about? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you can't really – you can't really say that, you know, they could be great forever. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they they became almost a mini dynasty, but still, though, you know, it's, it's – to think you would be playing that well forever, you know, and, you know, the change of the guards. Kevin Colbert's not there anymore. You know, and 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 that's yeah. huge. Kevin Colbert and Ben were tied at the hip. Mm-hmm. Now both of them are gone. You got to rebuild. You got to retool. They have to. I mean, if that's the identity they want to keep going, they got to draft the way they drafted back then, and they're not doing that. They drafted offensive linemen, just like they, just like the Eagles do. They drafted all their offensive linemen. Um, they drafted all their linebackers. They drafted their defensive guys to be and fit a mold. Aaron Smith. Was 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 just like his counterpart on the other side, you know, with the beard. I mean, yeah. all those guys played the same, you know, and and you sprinkle in, you know, a, a great player here and there, but they have uh, they have guys that you know are just like Hayward, you know, at the defensive end position or 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 the three. I mean, they call it five techniques. They have those type of guys. They don't have those type of guys anymore. Hayward's the last one. The linebackers they had, they don't have the same Joey Porters and all, with except the T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. There are other guys, you know, there's nobody on the counterpart on the other side. You know, there's no, you know, you know, guys you could really say are Pittsburgh guys anymore, man. And when you don't draft that way, you know, you're going to reap the, the, reap the, you know, the, the benefits of, of yeah being a bad team. Yeah. That's you, know, the you, you know how we've been screaming about the Eagles not scoring points in the second, in the third quarter? They may score all the points they need in the first half and have all the subs playing in the second half in this game. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm looking at this Pittsburgh team. And I'm like, this is not the team I covered for 10 years. This, I mean, this, this is not even the person come close to the personnel. Now, granted, it's well, amazing. The how, they got some uh, personnel though, Derek. Derek yeah, they, but they, they, have, they, have, they have receivers. But the offensive lines, the defensive lines, the linebackers are not what they were used to be. Now, yeah, obviously, T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt <laughs> makes a big difference if he comes back, but T.J. is not walking through that door this Sunday. No, okay. and you shouldn't fall off a cliff like I know how great Watt is, but you shouldn't fall off a cliff like this when he doesn't play. Barry, you gave us the stat. What are they one in nine without him? Like yeah. one in nine without. Like, come on, T.J. man! Watt you you got to be able to overcome that to an extent. And they, they have some horses. You know, they have horses there that are supposed to be able to play. Like I'm, I'm looking at you know the guys they have. They got remember Ryan Anderson. The linebacker from Miami, yeah, won the national yeah. championship. He's yeah. on the squad. He's not even playing right now. He was actually with uh, he was actually with 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 Washington. I'm looking at it. Alex Highsmith. He's pretty yeah. good. He's not playing without yeah his capabilities. Uh, Devin Bush is. I mean, I remember I wanted that kid in the worst way when he coming when yeah. he was uh, leaving yeah. uh, uh, Michigan. I want him in the worst way. I'm so glad we didn't pull the trigger on him. Yeah, he has done nothing. Now Miles Jack, he's balling, but it's just him, you know, up up front. 
You know, you got him and, and, and Cameron Haywood. You could yeah. double team and triple team. And even when you double team in Hayward, he still gets through, but still. I mean, then look at your safeties. Terrell Edmonds, bro, he's a he's a ball. He can play, man. You know, and his counterpart, you know, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Two really, really good safeties. And, and, yeah, and if right. you go you're to the right. other side, they have a real nice receiving core and running oh, yeah. back. It's just they don't have right. an offensive line or a quarterback. No. Like, come on, man. No. Look at those three. Claypool, Pickens, and, 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 and John. Now, we'll yeah. say, I will say this, though. They found a way to beat Buck, Tampa Bay, although Tampa Bay's down. They're falling apart, man. And they, 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 they played – they had their chance to get my, against Miami. They could have – they should have beat Miami. Yep. Uh, yep. They had their chance until Pickett threw that – pick at the goal line. In the final minute of the game, they had a chance. So maybe this game will be more entertaining than we think. Maybe, I apologize to the Pittsburgh Steelers for saying that they will be basically on the bus by halftime. I apologize. Why? That. Mercy rule? Yeah, I, yeah. Is there a mercy rule in football? I wish. Yeah. Uh, it should uh, be that so way. Maybe, maybe, it'll be a, uh, maybe it'll be a more competitive game. But you're right. I forgot about Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end of that defense. So Right. Cameron Hayward, yeah. man. Cameron Hayward, yeah. man. It, yeah. He's a man, bro. He's a man. He's almost unblockable, man. But when you're the only unblockable guy and everybody else is getting blocked, yep. there ain't much you can do about that. All, <laughs> you know J- all Jalen Hurts has to do, if Kalen, if Cameron comes right, slide left. If he comes left, <laughs> slide right. Yeah. All you got to do. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Uh, there's not much else there, man. No, uh, like, you know, no. we'll, we'll, we'll see. But this, this should be a game. You wonder about the rust thing. You wonder, you know, the Eagles were rolling. How that's going to affect them having this time off, but if it if it buys you enough to get Lane uh, Lane Johnson back, and and you know some of the other guys who are a little bit banged up, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. That is that that's a win for the Eagles. So it, it'll uh, it'll set up well. But it's going to be interesting to see the way that they they go about things. Um, you know the the rest and the injuries versus a team rolling is a is always a quandary, and it's a little bit early. But as you look at the schedule here, you see if the quick turnaround, you play Thursday. Then you don't play again until Monday, so they get another little mini buy here. It's kind of yeah, kind of interesting the way you the know. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting about both um, <clears throat> Pittsburgh and Houston's defenses is that they're both in the bottom five in total defense, but they only give up twenty two and twenty three points a game, right? Which is weird, you know. When you consider now Houston, they're giving up one hundred sixty four yards a game rushing, which means the Eagles might have two fifty on them rushing. <laughs> but they're only giving up 22.8 points per game. Yeah, right. You look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is giving up 119 yards rushing, but they're giving up 275 yards passing, yet they only give up 23.1 points a game. Mm-hmm. You can't call so, the dogs off, man. So yeah. that means that means they bend but but don't collapse. I hear you. I hear you. All right. You know I didn't say do? break. I said collapse. Collapse. <laughs> Let's get a quickie in here, Xander. I'll skip the live read, and we will do that uh, hitting our other break. So right now we'll just go to go to get a timeout here. We'll turn our sights to the fills, and the great Scott Francie is going to join us on the other side. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. 
Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. hanging out with us on this wednesday with so much going on in philadelphia sports it is a great time great time that's for sure we are sports take rob ellis Derek gunn barrett brooks joining us now he is the radio voice for the philadelphia phillies the man who coined the phrase bedlam at the bank and i'm trying to figure out where we can purchase the t-shirts the one and only scott yeah, fransky what's happening you should have a patent on that i'm doing, telling guys? you is that was amazing. Pat- Scott, did we take it that far yet? We need to. We you, we will be your business managers. I, I know of at least one set of shirts that's been made. Hog Island Press, but I, I don't know. You better be getting paid yeah, for this, You better get a man. little kickback on that. I'm telling man. you. Yes. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Scott, is there a moment after it all, the game ends, and you have a second to sort of gather yourself? I know there's the you know, craziness in the clubhouse and everything else, but – is there a minute where you say, I can't believe he actually hit that home run? Like, is that, yeah, yeah there was that kind of moment? Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It might have been might have been before the game even ended. I mean, uh, it's just one of those things that's uh, – it's so rare in baseball to have the guy up in that moment and to come through like that and uh, do it in front of your home fans and everything that goes along with that. Um, yeah, it was a pretty special moment. Scott, as you reflect back on the entire playoff run from St. Louis, Atlanta to, um, you know, 
what jumps out at you in terms of what what's the defining moment of what this team has been able to do to this point? I don't know that there's a defining moment. I think okay. that's part of the beauty of it. I think it's the collection of everything. It's uh, one after the other. And just when you think they've topped themselves, they top themselves again, you know. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, you look at it, and there's been different guys every time, you know, whether it was Reese or, you know, Schwarber with big home runs or Bryce the other day or, you know, you go back to Atlanta, the game one, and Nick Castellanos had, he has, you know, three runs batted in, makes it, you know, diving catch at the end of the game. I mean, everybody's contributed in some way. Sir Anthony with his six-out save. I mean, it, it really is just one after the other. Um, it's been a total team effort, and I think everybody knew that it was going to need to be in order for them to get to this point. Mm. Uh, you know what? I, I, I know, you know, Thompson is that guy just signed to, you know, two more years on the deal. But, you know, Gerard just couldn't be that bad. You know what I'm saying? Was he that yeah. bad? No, I just think there was a different kind of pressure. I think there was a different kind of feel in the room. And and uh, perhaps removing Girardi took some of that pressure or some of that tension out of the equation. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I just think that guys, you know, whether it was because they were counted out at that moment, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, well, they're how are they going to come back from this? Seven down and they're you know, 11th in the National League in the standings. I mean, they there were only four teams that had a worse record than they did, you know, uh, at that point in the season in the National League. And yet here they are, they're the last one standing. So I think removing some of that tension, some of that pressure, maybe taking that off of them was helpful. And, you know, Rob kind of spoke to that same thing. He's, he's told me about it for weeks, uh, you know, through September, if we can just get through the pressure of getting in, I think the guys are going to relax and they're going to respond and they're going to perform well. Um, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to win, but he thought they would play pretty good baseball and they would measure up against most of the teams that they faced, and that's proven to be the case. Scott, sorry, the I, things- was just, I was like, I was just like, you know, Girardi from Girardi to the World Series. Yeah, I mean, like- it's it's totally valid, Barrett. I mean, because again, players play the game. Right. I mean, the players make the results happen. It's not really necessarily the manager. It's not like, you know, maybe a a bygone era where the manager is going to make calls and, you know, for hit and run or make a pinch hit, you know, selection or, you know, remove a pitcher, you know, with the DH being in in play now, it's there's less of that going on. So, I, I mean, this game is still won by the players and, you know, Bryce Harper won the game the other day with that hit in the eighth inning. He put them on top to stay, but, um, you know, I just think it's a culmination of people feeling loose, feeling relaxed, and feeling competent. One of the things I look at, Scott, is is the little moment that sets up the big moment, right? I, I mean, it's not a two-run shot by Harper if Real Muto doesn't lead off with that hit. Uh, a couple of Bryson Stotts, just amazing at bats. And they all kind of run together, right? So I'm not going to you know ask you for specific moments. But it, it, it's guys – who, who have, who I want to say, of course, you're counting on real Muto, but guys who were able to get it done to lead to that moment, that sort of bridge to that moment that we've seen all playoffs long. Castellanos makes the catch in the outfield that stops the bleeding, you know, in game two, which is completely unexpected. Like you wouldn't think that at all, where that would be the case, whatever. I mean, you've seen it time and time again with this team. Yeah. I mean, I go back to the very first comeback, the one against the Cardinals. Um, mm-hmm. JT with one out gets a base hit, nothing special about it. But there's Bryce in that moment, and you think, oh, here he goes. He's going to he's gonna tie the game for you because you're looking for your guy to go deep. 
he does it. Uh, he draws a walk. And I think that walk was as, as big as any plate appearance he's had. Um, maybe not the one the other day, but <laughs> a, a, as big as many. Because I think what it signaled was that, look, I'm going to stay in the zone. I'm going to swing at strikes because I know that's what's best for us as a team is that when Bryce is swinging at strikes and he passed the baton to the next guy and Castellanos drew a walk. And then there's Gene Segura to drive in the you know go-ahead runs and, and to actually put them on top. So I think that was a signal to everybody that, you know, we're not going to sit around and just expect Bryce to do it. Bryce will pass the baton and this will be a team effort if we're going to get there. And that's what that first game signified. Mm. I'll tell you the other thing with him, just to stay with Bryce for a minute, the approach with two strikes, like we know he likes to swing at the first pitch. We know he's aggressive early, but even I think more than any time in his career, he's become amazing and, and just so comfortable. He must be a Jason Worth in that sense, you know, you know, behind in counts and especially with two strikes, Scott, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and he's one of the, you know, one of those guys in the game that has a, an actual two strike approach, you know, he'll cut down on his stride. But I think right now he's just so confident in what he's swinging at. He's swinging at strikes, and he knows that if he's swinging at strikes, if they're not getting him to chase, if he can recognize the pitch. I mean, he said it the other day. I saw his changeup. I could tell. I saw the changeup. I let it go. I knew I was going to get a fastball, and he got one to hit, and he hit it out to you know the left field because he, he trusts himself. He trusts himself in that spot to let the ball get deep and uh, you know to, to win that battle. So. Uh, I, I do think that having that two-strike approach and cutting down on his stride, uh, I said it at the beginning of the year because he did this all last year too, and I said if it's good enough for the National League MVP, it should be good enough for just about anybody in a lineup, right? Yeah. Have yourself a two-strike approach. Cut down on the swing. Cut down on your stride. Whatever it takes, um, it's really worked wonders for him for sure. Scott, how, how impressed have you been with Rob Thompson's ability to have that feel for the game, especially with the pitching? You look at the way he switched it up in that clinching game. You know, you have Suarez come in on the end to close out the game. You had Eflin come in a lot sooner than t people anticipated. Every move he's made has worked up to this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the the, the only one that I think people have have you know ever brought up that didn't work was. You know, going to Brad Hand in San Diego, that didn't yeah. work out. He kind of rolled the dice, and he ends up hitting Cronenworth, but that was the matchup he felt like was going to be the best for them was Hand on Cronenworth. Uh, didn't work out, but just about everything else has. I, You know, again, I think uh, he knows that the game is won and lost by the players. Uh, they're the ones who are going to come through or not come through or make the big pitch or get the big hit, but he does try to put them in the right spots and put them in the right situation, and it, you're right. It seems like, by and large, it's worked mm -hmm. out. Mm. Scott, yeah, conver conversely, I don't know how Melvin doesn't at least throw Hader there. I, were you blown away? Were you and Larry shocked that he didn't go that route? Yeah, you know, uh, my only question was, uh, I mean, we saw him get up and, you know, they're working on the field. They have to put the more diamond dry mm -hmm. down and kind of, you know, deal with the wet field. And so Hader had a ton of time to warm up. You know, when he first got up, I thought, well, if this inning starts right away, he may not be ready in time, but he was clearly ready in time. And we said it right afterwards. I mean, we said it beforehand, uh, right after the hit by JT. We were stunned that Melvin didn't come out. And we said to ourselves, if you're war if he's warming up now, what is who's he warming up for? Mm -hmm. Like, what what's the point of warming up, up in the eight if you're not going to use him for Harper? Um, you know, the only thing I the only thing I, I could think of is that we're not going to give Harper anything to hit, and we're going to let Suarez go after Castellanos. You know. Um, but 
that wasn't the case either. So uh, I was really surprised. You got a weapon like that, you got to use it. Mm. So you still you still think that um that that Eflin is um right there as far as you know being a you know a guy that might close sometime? Is he still in the mix, or you know they keep uh, Dominguez is just going to be the closer from this point on? Yeah, no, I mean I think I think he you're still going to see him <clears throat> use Dominguez and use Alvarado uh, when he feels like it's most advantageous. So. You know, if it's Jordan Alvarez coming up with guys on base in the eighth inning, uh, that'll that won't be Eflin's inning, uh, but that'll be Alvarado or or maybe even Dominguez. But I think you're still going to see if it's the end of the game and it's the bottom of the order, it's the ninth inning, and Eflin's the guy. Then Eflin's the guy. I, I don't think he would uh, uh, be scared of going to him in that spot at all. But it's going to be it's going to be matchup based throughout. Scott, when you look at uh, Minute Maid Park, can you can you enlighten us in terms of the dimensions of that park compared to so many parks that that you encounter? Because I think it's such a unique park the way it's constructed. And and I, and I said off the top of the show, you know, if if you go pros and cons, obviously a home team they know all the little nuances of how balls bounce off walls, things like that. Can you give us a little insight on that park compared to all the parks you you go to? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a great home run hitters park. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and they have a lot of great home run hitters, but so do the Phillies. And I think the most notable is, of course, the left field situation, the Crawford mm-hmm. boxes. Uh, it's it's not that tough to hit it out that way, you know, uh, even for a left-handed batter, certainly guys with the power of, you know, Harper and Schwarber. Schwarber doesn't hit that many that way, but Harper does. And, um, you know, kind of using that wall and using the Crawford boxes, uh, I think – you know, again, um, it's a very hitter-friendly kind of park. It's not as deep as it used to be in center field. You know, they eliminated the old Towles Hill where you'd have to run up the hill, and, you know, dead center was, I think, 420 or something close yes. to that. Um, so it's not like that anymore, but uh, it's a very hitter-friendly ballpark. And, okay. you know, there are good hitting teams, but so are the Phillies. So we'll see who uh, who can keep the ball in the yard because I think that would be a huge key for the series. If you can keep the ball in the yard, that will be big. Scott, how about the decision to go with Nola uh, game one? Is that more of, you know, Wheeler's numbers with the extra day rest are unbelievable. He maybe took a ball off the calf uh, in that start on Sunday. Is it Nola was dealing the last time he was there? Uh, what, do, what do you think, you know, was the, the deciding factor as far as that went? I think the big factor, the biggest factor is the fact that uh, he is better with an extra day of rest. And whether you line it up, Nola Wheeler or Wheeler Nola, you're still going to get those guys twice each through the first six games of the series. And then you see what happens in, you know, game seven, if you get that far. But I I do think that, uh, you know, Wheeler's numbers are pretty, it's pretty stark. You know, it's pretty obvious when he has an extra day of rest, how much that means to him. So now you get both of your top guns with extra rest. Um, And yes, Rob Thompson admitted today when he spoke with the media, he said, look, the, the, the calf thing is a factor. That was part of it. It gives us an extra day to treat it and to, to deal with it. But the biggest thing is the fact that Zach's numbers are better when when he has extra rest. Mm. I don't like the fact that you know we're we're we're, we're going into enemy territory, and uh, at this point, this 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 whole city, this team has no fear because you know everybody thinks we're on we're on, on borrowed time. I don't think so. I think this is more so destined that this team. It's going to win it all, man. You know, that's just me being an athlete, understand being in the groove and understanding this team is hot as fish grease right now. They are hot, 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 you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at that more so than that we're on borrowed time, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where everybody bets against you. Um, I know they got a lot of people rooting for them because I think there's a lot of uh, uh, people are tired of the Astros a little bit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe nationwide. So they're going to pick up some fans that way. Some, but um, but as far as them and the matchup and and head to head, I. You know, again, I I go back to what JT said uh, early in the playoffs. I don't think anybody's excited to face the Phillies. Um, and like you said, magic things are happening. Um, I think that's pretty obvious that, uh, you know, you see a ball like Castellanos' ball hit the bag at second base. Uh, it leads to a run. I mean, just it, the ball's bouncing their way right now. I don't know if it'll continue. The catch uh, against the Braves? Well, the, the one that goes off of Wheeler right back to – Real right mutual. back to JT. Yeah, it doesn't turn into a hit. I mean, there's so much stuff that you can, you know, analyze and um, and and talk about. Um, obviously, when you have a long playoff run, there's plenty of moments that lead up to this. But uh, I do think that there's, uh, I, you know, if I was game planning against them, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily necessarily be excited to play them. Uh, I, I got to ask you, you're, how many times have you have you watched the home run? I've and, seen and, it. A couple- yeah, and that, that seen, can include your call too, Scott. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Um, yeah, couple. Hey, hey, Come on, just, man. Just a couple. Come on, we, we've all watched it at least ten times. Would you? Is that fair? I well, I haven't gotten to ten. I know okay. that, but uh, I've had it. <laughs> I've had it played back for me a few times doing a few interviews like this. So I, I've heard it a few times okay. along the way. Scott, Scott, you've been a part of a lot of great moments in that stadium in. in can you remember that stadium being any louder than it was over the past weekend? Not any louder. No, yes. I don't. I don't remember that. I mean, it might have been as loud yes. uh, back in the, the the glory days, but I, I can't remember it being louder. Scott, I got to ask you, a, a Ranger. You know, he goes in. I and this is another thing that I think really plays in the Phillies' favor. Um, having started and pitched extremely well. And then showing just the the absolute calm to be able to finish things off and aided by a strange bunt, but that's that's a whole other story. You'll take whatever you get. Um, feel good about him now, game three, right? I mean, I I think earlier in the playoffs it was kind of eh, I don't know. I, I think he's in a good place right now. Yeah, I do. I, I you know that first start, I think there's some nerves at play there. The one against Atlanta, um, uh, you know, I I think he was. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll take my money with him in game three. I'm, I'm fine with him. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's, he always handles pressure. He always handles the moment. Um, so I, I think they're in good shape with him. Scott, I don't like to get too far ahead, but you know, uh, a big issue that's going to come up after the season is what do you do with Segura? Um, you know, they have the club option for 17 million. Rob was talking earlier about this rumors that the, the Phillies maybe have some interest in Trey Turner. Do you bring them back? Do you move on? Is it based on whether they win or lose the World Series? How do you perceive it? No, I don't think it'll be based on anything that happens in the next week. I I really think it'll just come down to, you know, finances and seeing what else is out there in the landscape. I mean, if they feel like there's a deal in the offing to maybe uh, find a shortstop. And again, they may feel like uh, from a cost standpoint, I mean, you can't pay everybody $20 million. Yep. Uh, you're going to have to, you know, rely on some young players somewhere. And if they have in mind going out and getting a big time shortstop, whether it's Turner, you know, Bogarts or somebody else like that, uh, and they feel comfortable with Stott at second, I think they would go that way. Now, I don't know that you don't bring Segura back. I don't think you bring him back yet at that price tag um, right. with the option. Um, but but I, I wouldn't put it past them that they could work something out if they felt like uh, that was the best alignment. 
It's got no, no real explanation. It's just kind of fluky, but Houston's three and nine at home during their last 12 World Series games. And Verlander has really struggled in World Series appearance. Is that just kind of one of those baseball anomalies or is there something more to it? No, I, I would have guessed that that's probably just one of those things. I mean, they're a good team. They, they, they win at home. They win on the road. Um, they can do both. You know, um, what was it? I think 19, they, they, you know, it was all road teams winning every right. game, right? Um, and again, they're good enough to win in this environment here at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies are good enough to win down there at Minute Maid Park. Just a matter of seeing what happens. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I would just think that that's probably just a fluky deal. Well, you know, you go, you know, game four, you know, is, 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 is you know, pitching duel you know i think they'll probably go with Syndergaard again and i'm trying to get these guys to be believers in him <laughs> they brought him in for a reason and everybody's just steady pushing me down but every time they put him in there since being in the playoffs he has went out there and performed whether it be three four however many innings you know what I'm saying they brought him in for the experience and i'm trying to get them that experience means a lot more than people are giving credit for you know noah is here because he's destined i'm telling you man all right, well, I'll, I'll ride that. <laughs> that's you know, not very, that's Scott's nice way of being like, okay, Barrett, gotcha. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever you say, Barrett. No, it's cool. I mean, I hope he is. I, I mean, uh, he'll he'll get the ball at some point, I would think, in a game like that, unless he gets used, right. you know, in a, in a game three. Um, you know, a lot of it will come down to how they feel about the matchups there early in the, you know, that first time through the order, whether they want to, um, have the right-hander attack them. Uh, you know, they, they got a right, a lot of right, good right-handed bats, but they also have two really good left-handed bats. And, um, so I, you know, I think, I think he'll be part of it, uh, for sure. And, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, have a lefty as part of that mix as well. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Scott, when are you heading out? When do you guys, uh, roll to Houston? Uh, our bus leaves in about 40 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I gotta go, I gotta go uh, radio guy. I gotta go put on a tie. Uh oh, man. You got to get pretty. Hey, hey, you want to flip the script a little bit. Just put on a tie with, with the hoodie right there. Yeah. <laughs> flip the yeah, script a little bit on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Scott, keep up. the Man, as well as the Phillies playing, you're right there, man. You are you are on your A game. You are crushing it. We appreciate you hopping on with us. Appreciate right. you, bro. Stay, right. Safe trip to Houston. Thanks a lot, fellas. Let's go, Phils. All right, All right Scott. Yeah, take right, care. Man. That is Scott Fransky. He's awesome, man. He, he is a phenomenal at what he does and a, and a better guy. I will tell you that. The best part um, of that interview. In, man. The best part of that interview was his answer to Barrett about Senegal. No, man, you guys must have got on him before I got on, man. You guys, you guys texted. Yeah, him. yeah, we talked to him beforehand. We said yeah. Barrett's going to ask you this question and answer it this way. I've been trying to push Senegal. You Listen, see, you're going to get no pushback from me. I mean, the way Falter pitched on Saturday, and the way Syndergaard's handled himself, I'm with you now. I'm not. I'm not pushing back against it. I'm well, not. look, I was I was talking I'm about it in the newsroom. I was in the newsroom, and I'm trying to sell it. <laughs> and Ruben and, and and Ben, all of them looked me like, and Rick was like this. Yeah, but it's not like what's. Ooh. There's nothing crazy about what's your alternative, Bailey Falter. That's that didn't prove to be a real great option. Gibson, you know? Gibson, Han. No. You said <laughs> no. Let's not. You see the hair on his back stand up when you said hand. Don't bring up the H word. Okay, don't bring up the H word. Um, I that's the look. I I, I don't want to. Obviously, you're concerned about games. You're concerned about every game with this Houston team. They're really good. But game four is the one where you just say to yourself, I don't really know what it's going to look like. Right. You know, I mean, you know, no, we know Nola Wheeler, Suarez, and then four is, I think, Syndergaard starts and then and, and probably followed by Eflin, depending how much he was used in games 
you know, one through three. I think that's the route he goes, Barry. Because if that, if you could do that, you could probably get six innings out of those guys. Exactly. exactly. You know, ideally. Yep. So but then you can go to, you know, I, I, just, I just think that at this point, man, at, we just have it just going, man, in, in the right direction. You know, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. There's nothing concrete you can put on it, man. But it's just like almost destiny, man. It's almost destiny. You know, yeah. we keep we we keep talking about how good this Houston team is, and rightfully so. But you realize, you know, Houston has not had, did not have one d- game where they had double digit hits against the Yankees. And, and you know, they've been averaging they've been averaging seven hits a game. You know, uh, against the, they, seven, eight, six, and nine. Those are hit totals against the Yankees. So it's not like they're ripping the cover off the ball. They are very good at timely hits. I will give them that. They are very good at getting timely hits, but it's not like they've been ripping the cover off the ball. Mm-hmm. And they're two big, two of their biggest stars, uh, Jordan Alvarez and, and Jose Altuve, they, they've got what, like three hits between they had three hits between them in the series against you? They, they've been they've done nothing. I mean, uh, granted, right. you got seven other guys that have carried this team, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so it's not like this team's invincible. They're very good. Their pitching staff is outstanding, you know, but it's not like they're ripping the ball. And the way the Phillies are hitting, hey, anything goes right now. Yeah, like I guess – and I don't I, I don't, I don't think I'm just blinded by, like, homerism here. I, I just – I don't – I'm not going into this like the Phillies have no chance at all. I mean, because I heard Absolutely. the same – I heard the same thing against St. Louis and Atlanta and the Padres. You know, it's uh, they were the underdog. You know, I think that all just – I, I think that bodes well for the Phillies that they were underdogs in every one of their series. Yep. And Houston's got a little thing in their head that as great as they've been, they've yep. come up small in the world. Series. Yep. There's a whole lot of motivation in this series, man. Yeah. You know, Bryce Harper, you know, and, and like, I, like I said yesterday, how much is he thinking about the first year he leaves Washington, they win the world series. Hmm. You know, how much is he thinking about that? Yeah. You know, and how badly he wants this, you know, and obviously these guys, they want it for themselves, you know, everybody on this team, because this this would be historic uh, historic run if they could pull this off. They back into the playoffs. If it wasn't for the expansion of the playoff format, they wouldn't even have been in the playoffs, number one. Number two, they weren't favored against St. Louis, weren't favored against Atlanta, weren't, you know, San Diego, and here they are. They're not favored against Houston, but they're still standing only four wins away from a World Series. That's it's unbelievable. A, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it is, it's man. unbelievable. You know, you know, they, really? we're we're in the world series from and and I and I meant when I said that from Girardi to being in the World Series. Uh, think of how many layers that is to to to, to us getting here at this point. You there's, know, there's no I, true baseball fan. There's no yeah. true baseball fan who follows the game. I don't care what people on the surface would tell you. There's nobody in their right mind that thought the Phillies would still be one of the two teams left standing right now. After not being in the playoffs for the last 11 years. Nope, nope, under an interim manager um, who's been around the game a long time but has never been the captain of the ship. But but And then the multitude of injuries they went through, and they kept hanging around, they kept hanging around, they kept hanging around. Bryce Harper has not played a position this year. Right. Exactly. Barely, yeah. Exactly. Now Are you're you right. and, they're the, and they're in the world. And think about that. If the if the if the National League had not adopted the the, the ah, DH da, da. rule, see where would Harper be this season? Ah, da, da. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Everything. Everything. Like the sixth wild card, they don't get in. If there is no DH, they don't oh. get in. Like there's a million things that they don't get in. There, mm. it, it does have a destiny feel to it. It really does. I mean, it just has that one of those kind of weird. 
you know, I, I can't believe that happened. Sort of like the Eagles when you say, how did they do it? How did they beat New England yep. with a backup quarterback and a yep. backup left tackle and a backup middle linebacker and a backup special teams? Like, how did they do it? Yep. And I think we're going to we're going to be saying the same thing about this team. How did they do it, man? It is it is pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be along for the ride. All right, we'll get it back to the Eagles uh, when we come back at two o'clock. We'll do some NFL in the NFL segment at two o'clock. Top five coaches right now in the NFL. And Piece of cake. Going to be kind of interesting. Some Piece of, the of cake. Uh, and then we do our AFC power rankings as well, in addition to uh, to everything else. But we come back, we'll do some birds. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about ProAction Restoration. ProAction Restoration can help you out if your home, your business, a property you own, goes through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I've gone through it, and I called ProAction, and they got out to my parents' house on a Saturday. They cleaned up the mess. The crew was professional. The price was reasonable. It was absolutely an unbelievable experience. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans. 
were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, everybody. Welcome in and welcome back to Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, let's talk some uh, some Eagles, guys. We were discussing the Eagles and the Steelers matchup a little bit earlier. Um, and, you know, you kind of look at some things, you, you know, you're relatively healthy. We're, you know, it, it, they're pretty optimistic, it seems like, with Lane Johnson. That's a good thing. Other than that, they're, they're relatively healthy. Um, from an offensive perspective, I want to start there and then I want to jump over to the defense. But offensively the eagles are fourth in scoring 13th in passing and sixth in rushing what would you like to see them improve upon as we go forward here with the season barrett i'll start with you i see i know we can run the ball when we want to run the ball they just got to have patience with it but I do wish that the uh, the passing game will change and more explosive plays in the passing game. Um, I'm, I'm reading a stream, and the streamer's talking about Quez Watkins is asking for a trade. I didn't hear that. Uh, uh, is that something they either. said? They've activated Tyree Jackson, tight end, from the 21-day practice window for whatever that's worth. I didn't see – I haven't seen any of that Quez Watkins stuff. Oh, okay, then. So it, it was just I'm not saying it that. didn't happen, but I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I want to see more explosive plays in the passing game. We have the ability to do it. You know, we've, we've ran off long pass plays to, to, you know, all our star receivers, you know. Well, the three guys we expected that from, you know, yep. Quez, Brown, and uh, Smith. But I need to see more explosiveness in, in, the, in the passing game. You know, we, we already know that, you know, we have that ace in our back pocket. We can always pull it out when we want to pull it out and run the ball consistently and nobody can stop us. So, as we go forward, I want to see more explosive games in the passing game. Not because um, we have to, but more so if I feel like going out there and I want to I want to throw a bomb, I can throw a bomb. You know, so that that's 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 kind of where I am right now as far as with the with the totality of the offense. Yeah, I see we've done everything else. We've screened, we've we've um, run tunnel screens, we've we've ran the ball consistently, uh, we ran inside zone, outside zone, we can run stretch plays. We can just pound it up the middle. We can run um, RPOs. I mean, you name it. We can do everything in the gambit of, 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 of that. But I want to see some explosive plays. So I think a little more play action will open up the middle of the field, open up the field down the hill, just because um, you have to respect that run. How about you, Derek? Um, I just want to see him have more consistency in the third quarter. I think that's becoming a bad habit, mm -hmm. and it may come back to bite them somewhere. Um, I need them to, to as if it's like they play well in spurts, you know, they, they, they take until the second quarter to score a bunch of points, you know, uh, and then all of a sudden they take the third quarter off and then they come back and, and put the finishing touches on a game in the fourth quarter, somewhere along the line, they could come back to bite them. 
You know, somebody might get a crucial fourth down stop against them. They may turn the ball over, you know, ricochet interception, a fumble, untimely fumble, anything. I just wish they had more consistency in terms of um, just overall offensive structure. Structure. Um, they beat you in so many different ways, and they just go into that complacency point in a game. And, and it's been a theme for like the last five weeks. Um, and I think they need to just elevate that a little bit more. And I'm, I'm sure the coaches have identified that they're addressing it. Um, will the results change it? Well, that that's yet to be seen. Um, but, but, but I think the other thing is um, when you mentioned uh, the Quez Watkins thing also, um, I, and we don't know if it's true or not, but if it is the case, if I was him, I'd ask for a trade too. I mean, this man's got six catches in six games. He's already shown he's one of the fastest players in the NFL. His biggest catch is a 53-yard catch, and all of a sudden he's a no-show for basically much of this season. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him in that regard. I mean, let's face it, it has been an, an epidemic of players asking for trades over the past three or four weeks. Um, and, and if I'm his agent and I'm him, I'm trying to get him paid, get him some exposure. I don't blame him for asking for a trade right now. I, no disrespect to Quez, but I'm not really sure he's in a position to demand anything. Well, there, think, how, none, many, yeah. how many players are, though? I mean, there are a lot of players. No, that, some of these guys have accomplished a hell of a some, lot more than him. Yeah, but so, okay, but you know what they say, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. You know? I wouldn't trade him if I'm the Eagles. I, I wouldn't either. I'm not saying I would. Yeah. I'm just saying he's he comes, considering his input up to this point, he's within his rights to, to want to go somewhere where he's a more viable option in the offense, more exposure, um, helping to get his numbers up, hopefully down the road, him and his agent get his financial numbers up. I mean, I don't blame him for asking if I'm, if I'm the Eagles from a roster depth standpoint, versatility step, there's no way I'm trading you. You're playing yeah. this out right now. But he, I mean, look, I he's, see, de- uh, he's definitely kind of an odd man out. But go ahead, I, don't, I don't see any. I don't see anything either. I don't see anything. You know, I don't know what the stream was talking about. Can somebody yeah. tell me well, what they were talking I, about? I would be careful just uh, exactly. saying things that you see. That, that, that's yeah. what I would just exactly with that. But but listen, I, I agree with your point, Derek. I, I I can't. I'm trying to figure out. I know it takes a little bit sometimes in the first quarter. You get a feel for a team, you know, whatever. But they have had some success in the first quarter. I can't figure out these third quarters really on both I sides. Can't of the ball. It's not just offense. Like they're. Yeah. defensively they struggle too and is it just as simple as the other team's making an adjustment and the eagles aren't countering quickly enough i i don't know I, like that's it's worrisome it hasn't bit them but it's definitely troubling you you, you don't want to do this later in the year or in the playoffs no, no. I, well when i think of it, when i what i see from this is this when I'm when I'm looking at the game coming out in the third quarter i see they're going to attempt to run the ball so they're running around the first time and if they don't get 7 yards or five yards that first run, then they go to run again and they might get one yard. Now they're in third and two, I mean, uh, third and eight. Now they start throwing the ball. So when they come out the next time, they don't have patience with the run again. They'll start throwing the ball. And that's how you get away from the run. And when you do that, you put your defense back on the field. And when your defense is back on the field, that's more opportunities for the offense to go out there and do something um, against your defense. Right. So I think it's all tied together. And, you know, you still got to have faith in that run game. You still got to pound the ball. There's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to establish a run. I mean, it's going to work. You just have to be patient with it in the second quarter. I mean, in the third quarter. You know, because everything opens up in the second quarter because they've ran the ball consistently in the first quarter. And, you know, that's 
basically what it is. You got to run the ball more consistently because that's when things open up for your passing game uh, down the road. Well, is that is it simple? Is that Barrett? You think it's just a matter of they get away from it and yes, exactly everything kind of kind of spirals yes. from there. Yes, because if they they go out there three and out, now your defense is on the field, mm-hmm. and that's more of an opportunity for the offense to go out there and make a play against your defense. Hmm. Yeah, I, I maybe I, I you know I don't know. It's a tough one to get your to wrap your head around exactly why that's the case and why that's been happening. You know, with them as frequent as it has um, for sure. And to be able to just just go go back into that go to that well again and say you know what we're going to put this game out of reach and we're going to do it running it just in a way you love it but another way you're saying why didn't you just do that earlier why weren't you just more consistent with it earlier you know but it's great to have it I don't know a lot of teams that are able to do that you're able to get down the field and eat clock which is the you know just perfect the sort of the double whammy there yep yep you know it really is time possession man time possession is more deadly than than even you know running yeah. the ball or yeah. big plays because yeah. when you when you don't have your their offense on the field, they're less likely to go out there and score. Better. Well, time of possession coupled with point production, you know, if you got time possession but you're only putting three points in the board every time you go down the field, um, and the team comes back and you're trading seven for threes, that's not a good situation to be in. But if you're going down there, if you're demoralizing a defense and you're putting sevens across the board and you're putting more stress in the opposition. I agree with you there in terms of time of possession can be deadly for a team that's trying to play catch up against this Eagles team. All right. So Hertz will have, you know, a, a, a two weeks off. We know how this guy works. We know how, you know, what kind of off season he had and the way that he started this season so far. Are we expecting big leaps from him second half of the year, whatever we're calling this, what are we expecting out of Jalen Hurts considering what we've seen through the first six games? My expectation is that you're going to come out and, and it's going to be status quo. He's going to yep. work on his game. He's one of the few that will watch every single play more than one time that he's had this year and seek out what he could have done right. He's not, watched the, he's not watching the film to watch the highlights. He's watching the film to figure out what's going on with him. How can he be better? What little idiosyncrasies in his game that he didn't take advantage of uh, in the first six weeks that he can take advantage of now. And it's only mm-hmm. going to help him be a better player. He has watched this film countless times just to see where he is in his development and what he needs to do to become a better player. So, I mean, that's that's what I see him going out and doing and, and becoming a better quarterback. I beg you, Gunner. Yeah, I don't think I don't think his numbers will will increase drastically. I think he will continue to do what he's done up to this point, do it well, do it efficiently. Um, don't turn the ball over, make the necessary reads, whether it's the RPO or or going through his progressions in the passing game. I think he'll be what you would call that steady Eddie. Hmm. I think that's what's what's a significant part of what got them this far. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Um, so yeah, I think he'll continue on the same course he's been on up to this point. Yeah, I, I have no reason to believe anything uh, other than he's going to just keep getting better. You know, Absolutely. and yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be fun to watch as the season progresses and the games get bigger uh, for this team and even into the playoffs, you know, kind of what this looks like for him. That, that's, I, I hate, yeah, no, I agree, Barrett. I, I, I think that the thing that happens now that's so unfair is we're almost getting to the point because the Eagles are also to such a good start. It's going to, we're going to sort of get into like the mode of, Okay, this is great during the regular season, but it's all about the playoffs. Like, 
that shouldn't yeah, be the case yeah, for a team exactly. that was nine and eight last year and lost in the first round. Right. But it feels like that's where it's headed, and that's where it's going to head for Jalen as well. Everybody's just going to make a okay. Well, what happens once the playoffs start is all that really matters. No, this guy's gotten way better as the season's gone on, as has the team in, in a lot of ways. Um, I just I love the fact that they're able to run it. They can pass it. They can attack you with a short game. They can throw the ball deep. They can hurt you with a middle range game, you know, offensively. And there's a lot of different ways that they can they can hurt you. All right, go to the defensive side. We talked earlier about the pass rush needing to be and and, and sacking the quarterback needing to be more consistent. What else needs to be seen here um, from this defense for you guys? Uh, for me, it's 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 the blitz, man. I, I need to see. I need to see them blitz. And what you have when you have these younger quarterbacks and these inexperienced quarterbacks now, I want to see them get them rattled up. I want to see, you know, what what type of blitz blitzes he's gonna incorporate into stopping NFL quarterbacks. You know, regardless, they're still NFL quarterbacks, whether they're young, uh, whether inexperienced or whatever. I want to see how he's gonna blitz them, how he's gonna attack them. Because um at this point, I haven't seen enough from the D line to show me that they Mm. They uh ah, so you think you're like me now? Uh-huh. Yeah. So number one, that should be my number one. Number one, I need to see the defensive line go out there and ball. From and, and if you're playing against weak quarterbacks, that means in a bad offensive line, that means you have you should average about eight sacks a game when you got a bad offensive line and a bad quarterback who doesn't know how to read the defense and, and, and is slow in his reads. So you should get eight sacks in this game. This should play into your strength. A bad offensive yeah. line and a quarterback who turns it over. Like the, the, yep. you should put your defense or offense in a great position. Exactly. So game. then you 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 know that couple with all right, we're gonna blitz them a little bit too to keep them off. I want to see everything from Gannon going into this. Um, yeah, aggressive for sure. Uh, yep. And but I don't, I don't know, Barrett. Is that it's just it doesn't really feel like it's his nature. I'm okay well, with it. I mean, look, they're fourth in the in the in the league in points allowed. I'm okay with it, but I just I don't know if he's going to be ever going to be that aggressive guy that that's that, that some are looking for. I don't know. I think I think we'll see aggressive defense Sunday and Thursday. I think it's going to be very similar to the Washington games. Um, you have two quarterbacks who are you got a rookie who may end up being good, but you got one down in Houston is just okay. Uh, neither team have a lot of wild fact. Well, Pittsburgh does have wide receivers. I'll give them that. But can the court, if you put enough heat on them, can the quarterback get to the ball to that trio of wide receivers? You know, you've had their wide receivers grumbling in Pittsburgh about not getting enough looks. Um, if you put enough heat on Kenny Pickett, how can he, will he handle that pressure? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think it'll be similar to what they did to Carson Wentz. Now down in Houston, they have even less talent um, on, on the offensive side of the ball and a quarterback that, I still don't understand how Houston decided to go with this kid. I mean, he's okay. I've watched him play a couple of times over the Davis last Mills couple of years. About... Yeah, and I'm still sitting there going, "Why?" Because it's I mean, this why? year. It's, it's it's for the um all that all they're doing right now for the draft pick is for next year's draft. I know. Pick, yeah. Getting CJ Stroud. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying they went with him last year. They should have identified getting a better quarterback this year. You know what he looks like to me, Derek? He looks like a yeah. a, a quality backup. There you yeah. go. There yeah, you like go. he's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking. He's I look at not terrible, but he's You're not. Okay. He's not a starter. You know, he's a Garner Minshew. Yeah. yeah, but Houston yeah. decided somewhere that we're going to give this kid another chance. You know, with the team that we have assembled right now, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is a tank job for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, if you look at the bottom feeders, right in yeah. in the standings, you know, it's uh, they're 
they're doing their job, uh, you know, so far uh, is Houston. Uh, they're right now. You have Detroit at one and five. Houston's one, four and one, you know, and and then it's Pittsburgh and New Orleans. I mean, they, their next two opponents are in the bottom four in the Jeez. NFL, bottom three, Jeez. bottom three in the NFL. You have a two and five team and a one, four and one team. That's their next two opponents. And, and if I'm Lovey, Lovey Smith, I'm thinking, did I get back into the league just to get back into the league after my college stint? <laughs> or do I just like Houston, the, the Houston city environment that much? Uh, to be where I am right now, because this could be detrimental to his future coaching career in terms of applying for any other head coaching position. He'll be, he'll always be regarded as a quality coordinator, a defensive coordinator, but this could be his death sentence in terms of of getting a head coching job. I don't know if anybody would fault him for this though. I like, I'm not took over a bad, you know, deal. Yeah. I'm not faulting him. I'm just saying, you know, why in the world would you go to Houston? Is it just to get back in the league? Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, there's yeah. only there's only what Man. thirty of those jobs, or what is it? 30, 32. 32. Yeah. I, I'd have took it too. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't have taken it. I'm just saying, Whoa. yeah, to be king for a day, bro. Amen. Amen. I don't know. I might have taken a coordinator job over that job. Uh, I think I would have taken a head coach job. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, interesting stat from PFF. So lowest passer rating allowed. In coverage. Now you have to have a certain amount of snaps to, to be able to be on this list. So you couldn't have been a guy who came in and you know played five plays. So lowest passer rating allowed in coverage by a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Slay is number one at 31.8. That's a 31.8 passer rating against Bradbury's two at mm-hmm. 45, 42.5. First of all, that tells you how far ahead of everybody Slay is. That he's 31.8 <laughs> and Bradbury's 42.5. But yeah. How dominant have these two defensive backs been for this team, man? Bro, how the hell did 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 did, did they get Bradbury here in the first place? You oh, don't Barry. usually go to your- yes. Stop. Let's go right there. <laughs> what was happening in New York last year? What was right. Joe Judge doing? Brian Dables got them six and one. They let Bradbury walk out the door. Like, what was going on with player evaluation with coaching? With in-game, crazy, yes, it's unbelievable. I'm sorry to finish your point. I just yeah, I mean, you're absolutely. How did he? First of all, how does he leave? Number one, how do they cut him for salary? When you got, I'd have cut three guys instead of just cutting him, because as you can see, he is worth the price of tea in China right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's worth every bit of what he has done for him. I mean, he's what are they paying him? Ten some, ten five or ten eight or something like that. Yeah, he's worth every red cent of it. And then you talk about Slay, bro. That's two A one cornerbacks. Two. How do we have two? That's crazy. And then to pull off a great trade and get CJ Garner Johnson also. What is going on? How has Howie done this? You got number one and number two as far as production at the cornerback position. It's wild. And we are crying about them not blitzing enough. Yeah, it like our, our, our problems are first world problems. You know what I mean? Like it's it's special teams, right? It's you know get actually getting more sacks. Meanwhile, they're fourth in the league in points allowed. Uh, it's third quarters. Like these are good issues to have. Uh, we're, we're Meanwhile, other teams could sit there and start the show at twelve o'clock and go all the way till three o'clock with all the problems. That they right, have. right. So I, you're right, man. I mean. You talking about 
two lockdown corners, and I, I beg to see, is there a cornerback tandem, let alone trio in the league, that can match up like these guys do? I'm, I'm who'd you say? Who'd you, who'd you say? Uh, uh, D Gun matches up well as, as far as you know, a duo of cornerbacks in the league. Well, they're hurt now, but I said Miami's, Green Bay's, uh, Chargers, but but the Chargers are beat up. Miami secondary's beat up. Green Bay secondary's beat up. So the last man standing is his Eagles secondary. So you hmm. got to give them their props when props are due. That's the other part of this. I hate. I, I almost hate saying it, but I'm going to say it. They're they're pretty healthy, like yep. can, comparably. That's the, huge. Yeah, to the other teams and what they're going through, the Eagles are in pretty good shape, man. They're in great shape right now. Yeah, you know, great. and especially if you get Lane back and he's okay, as you keep rolling here, you're getting some more depth at tight end with Tyree Jackson. You know, you don't have great tight end depth behind Goddard right now. Right. It's okay, right. Stoll is solid. We know what he does. He can block, and it's great. You need that, but. You know that's pretty good. That's that's actually that's actually a huge, huge. Absolutely, it's huge. Uh, if, if, when Tyree comes back, who do you sit? Who do you who do you sit? You know, you sit Calcaterra. Calcaterra hasn't. Yeah, what do you get? Did he play the one game? Was it been one? He or played two one games? game. Got one game. Against yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. Remember, we got to catch against Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you, I, I'd say you sit him. I, I think so too. Let him just keep learning. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would also add that now that they're about to hit this 11-game stretch. He's played in eye, four games, Calcaterra. Sorry. Keep, but, keep yeah. an eye on Darius Slay's health because two straight games, he's he's gone to the sideline, you know, injured. Keep keep your eye on his health. You know, and, and obviously this week is huge in terms of him healing up. Um, but, you know, when you start to see that, um, it, it's something to watch for. Knock on wood, he's still standing right now. That's that, That's big in terms of what Jonathan Gannon wants to do defensively. Um, but just I, I would just say keep an eye on Darius Slate going down the stretch. Well, the other thing the other um, thing that the bye week does is that it gives Chauncey Gardner-Johnson another week to pick up the system. Not that he's really struggled with right, it by any right. stretch, but he, he's got to be feeling that much more comfortable, you know, in his role too. Absolutely. That's yeah. huge too. Oh, no know. question. No I question. mean, he doesn't know this offense like the entire. It's almost like, um, you know, Hurts when Hurts, you know, every single year that he was in the league, with the exception of this year, he was going in with a totally different system than he had the year before. Mm-hmm. And, and that's tough, man. It's tough, man. It makes you, it makes you good as far as picking up um, systems. You know, you can adapt to any system. But hell, man, you going in with the same system every year. You you know the little idiosyncrasies because you played yep. the same with it the year before, right? You know what the coach is thinking about because you was with the coach before. Mm-hmm. You got an idea of a game plan that you played against a team that you might go in with the same game plan against. You already know it because you did it before, right? Yep. He hasn't had that. Yeah, he hasn't had that. That's a good so point. Imagine CJ going in there. All right, coach. Well, we're gonna do the same thing. Gonna say, all right, CJ, we're gonna do the same thing we did this week right here. Mm-hmm. I want you to do this, this, and this, and that. Oh, I got you. That that's yep. like having you know. Now you have the answers to the test. You're gonna go in there confident. You know exactly what to do, where your fit is, where you know what alley you're supposed to run through, all that stuff. I was looking. I I, I just I was looking ahead a little bit at, to this week and and some of the the lines of the games. Um, so the Eagles are the second biggest favorite. Okay. And it always makes me nervous when you're a double-digit favorite. The Eagles yep. are 11-point favorites, right? So that's – I never feel real comfortable about that. But, but 
take it a step further and we'll get into to the NFL stuff in a minute, but I just wanted to throw this one at you guys just to put in perspective how weird this year has been. Okay. Do you guys realize the Sunday night game? It's the Packers and the Bills. If I had to, if you guys had to guess what the line is of that game, I'll start with you, Derek. That game's in Buffalo, Bills, Packers. What, what do you think the spread is? Now, let's see. I can honestly say I never look at lines because uh, right. I'm not a better. I would say at least 12. Okay. Might Derek. be 15 for that. <laughs> I'll go eight. I'm going eight. Okay. It's 11 and a half. That is yeah. shocking. What? Okay? I'm not surprised. I know, you said, I know you said 12, Derek. That's shocking. That Why would that be shocking when you consider what Buffalo's doing and what Green Bay can't do? It's still Green what? Bay, man. Yes, I don't yeah, care. you got A-Rod there, man. Dude, oh, Green Bay, they have no receiver. When the was the last receiver? time Rodgers was at 11 and a half points? I get it. Right. What was the last time Rodgers didn't have Devontae Adams or Marcus valdez scan? It's still it's still hard to look. I, and now like he I has saw no, that. And I was and now like, he has no Whoa. Randall Cobb. He has no Randall Cobb this no, week. No, I hear you. It's still it's still jarring me? to see it though. Let's see. Buffalo runs the ball well. Green Bay can't stop the run. It's I know. I'm not arguing 50. any of that. Like if Buffalo's know. played way better than they, I mean, it's still like I still can't believe Rodgers. I don't. I don't care what team he's on. Is is not favored. Uh, is, is the team he's playing against? They're gonna beat him by. 11 and a half points. This right. is Buffalo. Now, that didn't sound said, right. Okay, let's see. If you said right. you said Cincinnati, the Rams are where they're playing. Okay, I agree with you. This is Buffalo, man. Bro, we're talking about a football score. This ain't a basketball score. I don't care. A Buffalo football score. You look, you go to a gunfight with a cap gun, brother, you're about to get shot down. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you, you know, hey, look, let me tell you something. Buffalo's firing, firing bullets. Bro, I remember you know, Brady Green Bay had, firing blanks. Brady, Brady was playing with Amendola, Slater. I mean, guys that, you know, were just yeah. okay guys. Yeah. And still, they still wouldn't be uh, favorable, you know, more than, you know, mm-hmm. no more than seven points. Now, here's, yeah. my, own, here's, my only, here's my only ray of hope that Green Bay makes it respectable. You go back to last season. They went into undefeated Arizona. They were down their top three wide receivers. No Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard. They went down with a bunch of a Keystone cops that were playing a wide receiver. And he pulled off a three-point win against Arizona. And Arizona had a good defense at that mm-hmm. point. The offense was rolling. They held Arizona to 24 points. They scored 27. Aaron right. Rodgers did. Right. But the big difference was they could run the ball. The offensive line was opening holes. The offensive line can't even open holes for Aaron Jones and, and Steve, A.J. Dillon right now. That's surprising right there, Derek. I I, I, I can't believe that they cannot. You know, if all else fails, they could run a ball with Aaron Jones. You know, but Batiar, um, Batiar um, is in now. You don't know when he's going to play. Yeah, he's and gone. Rogers said it had it said it himself. He's like, I don't know, fifteen minutes before the game whether the guy's playing or not. Exactly. <laughs> like well, he's not playing. So I mean, come on, man. This guy, this guy's been with him since 2013. He's yeah, been a starting left tackle. But again, they play with a passed up line in Arizona, and they ran the ball down Arizona's throat last year. Yeah. So that's well, my only saving grace. It's my only saving grace. They're going with a rookie. Zach Tom. Now, 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 what's weird is, you know, Aaron Aaron on that on that Amazon peyote, you don't know what to believe coming out of that dude's mouth. He said, he said a few days ago, he said, you know what? This might be the best situation for us to go to Buffalo. Nobody's giving us a chance. And I was like, yep. what? So you say there's a chance, right? What? That's right. <laughs> you guys know what movies that's from? What? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Of course, man. One of the best. Oh my God, Jim Carrey and uh, Jeff Daniels are ridiculous in that. <laughs> ridiculous. Should have won Academy Awards. They're so dumb good. Dumb or, or. Or, or, or. All right, we'll get a quickie here. That's the sequel. What is Derek. wrong with you, man? Come on, man. No, uh, we're we're the sequel. What we, we do is the right. sequel. We're, or, or, or. 
Yeah, we're er, yeah, exactly. We're like three errors. Er, er, er. All right. Errors. So, errors. All right. So we'll get a timeout. We'll dig into the NFL. We'll come back. We're going to look at the top five coaches. We're going to uh, AFC power rankings. Cowboys make a move. Aaron Rodgers calling guys out. Chuck Pagano, former Colt coach, has something to say about the Colts. All kinds of stuff. In story. Go. Russell Wilson, apparently on the flight to London, is doing jumping jacks from, from, uh, from all doing Pilates. Pilates. Who knows what's happening? All right, so we'll do all that when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flint Tree Services. Flint Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. So if you have any type of issues on your property or in your backyard, whatever the case may be, if you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern PA, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in stump grinding, tree removal, and tree pruning. Keep in mind, it's that time of year, storms, wind, all that stuff. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated. Make sure you, you are okay on that front. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. 
born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. What's up, everybody? Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday as we as we count down to the weekend, man. Phillies Friday, Saturday. You're muted, Gunner. Uh, and no, then, I'm not. oh, I no, thought I'm you not. were. Sorry. And then what? Sunday, the Eagles. Um, uh, but very cool here. Very funny, actually. Jordan Mailata said that every Phillies game he's been to this year, they've lost. So he's done going to Phillies games. I respect that. <laughs> Totally respect that. <laughs> right, right. You got to know your place, man. Yeah, Kelsey has to go to every game, and Jordan right, Bailata right. can't go to any. It's just the way it works. Sorry, hey man, hey, man. Check this out. So I go. I run downstairs in a break, man. Now, yesterday, now I'm I'm more catering this to Barrett because the words "expansive food palette" does not exist in Rob's vocabulary. Correct. Can't argue you know, it. You know, Barrett. Well, Barrett eats anything that's on a plate. So this is a story. <laughs> anything you know? that isn't isn't locked down. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't move. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a grateful eater, man. I understand it. I, it's I not guaranteed, that. bro. That's so, fair. so, 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 do, so, do you guys like tuna fish, like tuna yes. fish sandwiches and stuff like that? You do. I do. Okay. I do. So, so, do you, do you, you make, what do you put in your tuna when you prepare? Just mayo. I put some pepper on it. Okay. You know, sprinkle some pepper. I hope mine up, bro. What do you do? I what take do do? it. I, I take uh, the, um, what is it called? Uh, the, the, the block of cheese that, um, the oh, Velveeta? Barrel. Vel- no, cracker no. barrel. Cracker barrel. Okay. Cheese, oh, cracker one barrel. of those blocks. The Vermont. Yeah. The Vermont cracker barrel. Yeah. And I cut it up into small cubes. Throw it in there. Throw mm. some mayonnaise in there. I throw some mustard in there. Salt and pepper. And I oh. take the little bitty cherry tomatoes and cut yeah. them up in there. Throw oh, that they, in there. Mix wow, it all you, around. You take it. You go to town, man. Gourmet. See, Gourmet. What I like. What I like to do. My wife says it's disgusting. I say, look, I grew up on this, so I'll take the tuna fish. I like the uh, hard boiled eggs, and I'll take the eggs and chop them up and put them in the tuna fish with mayo and paprika. You know, I love it like that. My wife, you know, like that's disgusting. That's not tuna fish. That's chicken salad. I said, no, 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 no. That's a great tuna fish. <laughs> so my son, you know, he, he he's like, he's like a mercenary. He works in his room. He hardly ever see the kid. He only comes out to eat, you know, or use the bathroom to shower or whatever the case may be. So I made this big bowl and, you know, and I had a nice tuna fish sandwich yesterday. I run downstairs right now. Almost all the tuna is gone. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, you all—it's almost to the point where you have to like hide stuff, right? Right, you, right. Man. Dude, he's like a—he's like a—he's like, a, he's like a raccoon. You know, you're upstairs <laughs> at night, your yeah. stuff's r- r- rustling downstairs. Yeah, something's going on. He's like a ninja. Like, yeah, you go he's downstairs. Like a food ninja. No one, no, oh, yeah. one's, no one's looking, and he comes in and, and, and takes care of it. You go down. He has a plate, plate filled. It's like yeah. one or two in the morning. I'm like, what you doing, man? Well, I haven't eaten all day. Why don't you come out of your room like normal people do? And yeah. Eat the rest. Of the I'm gonna tell you this. At least you didn't do this. My son, right. my son lives in Philly, so I'm on. The, you know, I'm on the show from you know, twelve to three with you guys every day. I come downstairs last Tuesday, and when I come downstairs, it's like he came around the corner. He had a bag. He came around the corner. We saw me like stop, like caught you. This dude went in my in my refrigerator. In my he went shopping. Like oh he no! Went to and he loaded a bag up. Of yes. Your, whoa! 
He went shopping. What's in the bag, man? What's in the bag? What's in the bag, bro? Bro, what's in, what's in the bag? Yeah, how come you end up there doing your show? Wow. I'm like, dog, I've, I've been trying to figure out where all my stomach, bro. You, did you leave me one little sleeve of crackers? I think I did. No, you oh didn't. Get God. get out of my face, boy. Get on out of yeah. here. Get out of my face. That's... He's up there. He's down there Whoa. shopping. You know, he's up. Why is he up there shopping oh, in my house? And I come upstairs and I caught him. He... <gasps> Oh, uh, I, I, I'll give you one, and it's not food related. So, right. okay. So you you see the you know the, my my trap door where all oh God knows what's in there. Okay. So, for the record, I've said this before. I hate crawl spaces. Like I hate them. I freaking with a capital H hate them. So anyway, uh, I, I every like three months I have to go in there. We have so much crap and junk piled up in there. That I that I form these little lanes and alleys where you can get in and out, right? <laughs> and it's a pain in the butt. You're in there, your back's killing you, you're on your knees, it stinks. So I beg my wife and kids, don't just throw stuff in there. Make sure you keep my paths clear. Okay. So I had to get something in there today. And I go in and there is everything piled right at the door where you can't yep. even get into it. Yep. Okay. So I clear that out. And as I start, you know, rummaging through to get further down, every path is just trashed. There's just, you know, bins. Bins are open with the lid off. I'm yep. like, you bleeps. Like, I know, I, I know. You're so irritated hey, right now. I'm so irritated. I'm so irritated. I'm it's telling you. Basement. We have luggage, luggage there. And I'm like, why can't we throw this out? Well, we yeah. may need it. We haven't used them in two years. Why do we need them? I got six boogie boards under the steps. Yeah, yeah. Been, I'm like, why do we have six of them here? Tell well, when we have guests come in the summer, then let them buy their own boogie board and leave it here. Let them take, tell them to take I'll it I'll show home. you the, like one of the first things that's in there. I don't know when Maddie did this. These 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 drawings look like, you know, she was probably in like third grade. They look like two psychotic, two psychotic children, right? They were so beautiful when Sarah did them, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, hi, my name is Maddie. And do that. Like, so that's in there with like all th this is on top of whatever the pile of junk that was stuffed in the, into this thing today. Well, hold on, people, you guys got to understand. I know Rob. I know who how Rob is. Rob wants things of certain, you know, particular. Like I'm very particular. He had yes. his he had his Cheerios, his oh. tea or water right here. You know, yeah. he, he my OCD <laughs> kicks in and it's it's like it's not pretty. I could just tell you that. It hey, quick uh, quick promotion before we move on. Yes, uh, Xander reminded me uh, the latest Gun on One drops at 6 p.m. tonight. My boy Brian Dawkins is on with Be me uh, for this nice. Um he not only breaks down his Eagles defense and Jonathan Gannon, we talk about the Giants and Dallas and what they've done. And, of course, um, his Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation has been incredible, helping youth, uh, families, and communities, both in the Philadelphia and Jacksonville area. Uh, he gives an update on that and how you can donate to his cause. Um, oh, out, you know, outstanding. So, so awesome. B-Doc, the Hall of Famer, B-Doc, tonight on the latest Gun on One. It's as good as it gets. As good as it gets, man. No, I'm blessed, man. Thanks, yeah. Spoil. I'm blessed. You Chris, treat people you. a certain way, it comes right. back to you. He's well, a good I'm glad man. you said that because you got some hell to pay the way you treat me, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Wow. No, 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 no. Everything you get is retaliation. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. 
no, my god. No. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, hey, uh, so hey, Saturday, are you going fishing with me, bro? Saturday. Yeah. No, man, I gotta I gotta go be an MC. Um, this is a uh, we do our annual harvest party at our church. Last year we had over five thousand families in the community come out for harvest party. I mean, they have like hay rides, uh, petting zoo on our on our church grounds. Nice. So and they're doing it. It's so it's become so big over the last couple of years. They're breaking it up in two sessions from two to two to four and four to six. So I told them I can help MC the first one. Then I've got to take off to get to Ocean Casino to get ready for. Uh, pre and post game show on Sunday. So I'll be, uh, I'm tied up Saturday, unfortunately, Mr. Brooks. Okay. All That's right. more so, fun for you, Barry. Rob, you want to go? I, I would ask you, Rob, but I know you work. You know where I'll be. I'll be working. <laughs> but Captain Tuna, unlike Barrett, Captain Tuna has been really kind. It's a D-gun. You can have some of the fish I catch, unlike Barry. He said it today on, on the chat. Wow. Unlike that guy, Barry Brooks. I said, you know what, Tuna, you, you're right. You're right. You, you're a more generous person than Barrett is. I get it. Oof. Well, no. Put it like this. I talked to him yesterday, <laughs> and we got all the you got all the rangers. You know, I'm going to his house, and we're gonna drive from his house. You know, we're gonna go up North Jersey uh, and, and go fishing off there. But he already told me. He said, um, I, "I, you know, from the previous fishing, he cuts all this stuff up, he freeze dries it, and he writes on it. You know, he yeah. said this bag right here is for fish tacos." I said, "Hmm." I wish I could have some fish tacos since I haven't had fish tacos before with. <laughs> With striped bass before because I was not invited to the gun house. Ah, yikes! All right, well, well, just to add insult to injury, it's not just fish tacos, Barrett. It's Trish chops up and she uses a pico, pico the guy her homemade, the onions, the tomatoes, um, and she chops it up real fine and you put it on top of the top. Plus, the the homemade they do their homemade guacamole they put on top of it as well, and then we make two separate batches of fresh. Homemade salsa. We make, they always make the hot batch for me because I love it hot. Me and my son-in-law Josh love the hot, and then they make the mild batch for them. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there for conversation. And then she takes she takes the butt striped bass. Nick Rob's like, man, this dude don't, just don't encourage him, Rob. Don't encourage. I'm him. not saying anything. She takes don't the striped bass him. and she cuts it up in strips, and she she makes her own homemade batter, her own, and it dips the fish in it, and then she fries it, and we put it in the taco as well. There you go. Nice. I'm just, Very I'm nice. just saying. Okay, just, I'm just throwing it, it out there for conversation. That's all. He's rubbing it in. We know that. We know that. <laughs> um, all right. We'll keep. I'll, I'll move off just to save Barrett the anguish <laughs> and the angst from that. Um, I thought you might want to know in case you want to try it at home. Just in case. I'm on it tonight. That's what I'm having, I'm having tonight. Um, <laughs> More than my tuna fish because it's gone. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so Russell Wilson. Apparently, this was quite a flight over to London. So eight hours. Yeah. And he was doing his, you know, like calisthenic routine the entire time. I'm sure his teammates are like, yo, dude, <laughs> like, uh, trying to try to get some, some rest here, but uh, easy, easy there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He claims he's going to play. He play. He claims he's going to play Sunday morning um, in London. And, and, you know, they're, it has been a disastrous kind of season for them and it didn't go well last week. I mean, it was Brett Rippon uh, played for him last week, but, they're two and five. Um, they're it's they've lost four straight, by the way. On top of that, um, and they get the London game. They'll take on the uh, the uh, Jags over there in London. Actually, it it, it should be. I, and I this is where I can't kill Thursday night football. By the way, we'll we'll do all this stuff on Friday. But when they're scheduling this, they're planning this. You're thinking this is going to be a great game. Bucks and Ravens Thursday night. You're thinking that's going to be an awesome game. 
unfortunately, the Bucks haven't held up their their end of the bargain. The Ravens yep. look like they're kind of getting there uh, a little bit. But anyway, Russell hey. Wilson plays on will play on uh, on Sunday. So I, I don't know what difference that makes. The Jags are are really struggling too after what was it look like a promising start. They've, it's, they've really fun, it, it's funny you mentioned that. Did you see? Did you see Tampa Bay's injury report oh, for awful. this game, dude? Right now, as of tomorrow night's game, Russell Gage is out, Carlton Davis is out, Antoine Winfield is out, Sean Murphy Bunning is out, Cameron Braid is out, the offensive guard Luke uh, Gadecki is out, Julio Jones is a game time decision. <laughs> this has been every game for them. Jeez. This is ridiculous, man. Brady's oh, every no. week he's got to look at that and be like, "What did I come back for?" Like, right? That's it. That's it, right there, man. You know why? 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 Yeah. why? Brady probably thinking, "What's worse right now, this team or the possibility of divorce proceedings?" What's yeah. worse right now? Yeah. Yep. I know, man. I know. It's uh, it's not man. pretty. So, all right, Russell Wilson potentially coming back here. Uh, Frank Clark of the Chiefs. He will not be playing for sure for the next two games. Uh, league uh, conduct policy. He was uh, was he pulled over with guns uh, in Vegas? He's had a, a a long track record of issues off the field, so uh, this is not a shocker. But Bear, you, you pointed something out interesting during the pre-show meeting. But go ahead, Derek. Why, why, why did the league wait until this point of a seat? This is something that happened in the summer, right? You already had all the evidence you needed. Why do you wait and and, and disrupt this guys and the team seven games into a season? The league does this all the time. Why would you? Why do you have to wait? You could have suspended him the first two games. Why would you wait until the seventh game, seventh week of the season to do and, this? And that's a real problem that the league has been doing a lot lately. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. has um uh, yeah. the running back for uh, the Saints has he did anything with Kamara? That thing, what is happening with that? That that is bizarre. That was is, yeah. that was the, that was during the Pro Bowl week. Right, right. That's so how long ago that was. It, it, he hasn't even served anything. He's played in every single game. What is going on? I'm telling you. I don't man. understand what, what, what's going on, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand it. I don't understand I, it I don't either. I don't. I don't know what takes these. Like, I understand some investigate. Like, the Deshaun Watson thing was there's a lot there, okay? But there are other ones that, that don't need to take this long, it, it feels like to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it. the agenda is sometimes. I really don't. Know. The agenda is that they – uh. I don't know. They're just confused, man. They just don't do things the right way, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, all right, so a couple other odds and ends. Chuck Pagano, the former Colts coach, now retired, uh, basically saying that the Matt Ryan signing was a complete waste. By the way, Ryan met with the media today and handled things classy, as you would expect. You know, supports the team and all that. He's not. That's just not Matt, Matt Ryan's makeup to to rip anybody. But uh, Pagano, pretty strong in in his views. Yeah, you know, and it's hard not to. To back what he says with the way that they've gone here with with Wentz and, and Matt Ryan, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Ever since they, ever since they have, you know, that um, they've had a quarterback in what six years now. They haven't recovered from from Andrew Luck retiring. No, they haven't. You know, and that's a problem, man. That's that's the problem right there. I don't understand. You you draft. You haven't been that good. You that you can't get a good draft pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think this is going to lead to the head coach getting fired because of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think the GM and the head coach are in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Chuck Magano said what other people on the inside of the organization who don't make the decisions are thinking, but cannot say because they want to keep a job. Right. Yeah, he's, in, he's in a spot now where he's like, I, I'm going to fire away, man. I got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm retired. I got my money. Exactly. Ezekiel Elliott has a knee sprain. 
and is uh, uncertain whether or not he'll play against the Bears this upcoming week. If that's the case, yeah, I mean, obviously from a depth perspective, but yeah, Pollard can handle that load. You know, we know that. Oh, no question about it. Um, I guess he had this uh, knee injury uh, uh, last last week as well. They're saying it's not something that could keep him out long term. But, you know, the way the Bears are playing right now, don't overlook the Bears. I mean, this game's in Dallas, but don't overlook the Bears. Game could be a lot more interesting. But then again, with that pass rush Dallas has against the Chicago's offensive line, Woo. Justin Fields, get your track shoes on, brother, because you're going to be doing a lot of wind sprints in this game. I don't know, man. I, the way they control the line of scrimmage and ran the ball, um, I, I just can't see it, man, especially because it's Belichick defense. I say they run the ball, man, and keep them off um, keep you know, keep them off their quarterback, doing it that way, man. They, they didn't bring the they didn't bring in Jonathan Hankton for nothing. Um, let's right. put it like that. Right. Hankton <laughs> will be in there. But I'm gonna tell you right now, Dallas is gonna get their shots at Justin Fields. I promise you that. Yeah. That pass <laughs> rush is coming. He's gotta step back at some point and throw the ball, and they're coming. I'm yeah. you right now, it's not an accident they lead the league in QB sacks. Dallas is a concern, man. I I'm know that to you. the Eagles' credit, they they beat him, and I know it was Cooper Rush. Um, so we'll see how the second game you know plays out against them. But they're a problem. They are a real problem defensively. And if they get, get the quality play out of uh, out of Dak, out of Dak, yeah, it looks like a two horse race in the NFC to me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, Dak is you know, Doc Dak has played two games. Obviously, first game back, he played very similar to what he played in that first game yeah. against Tampa Bay, very pedestrian like Detroit game. You're talking about yeah. uh, uh, no Dallas's first game of the season was against Tampa. Oh, yeah, I'm saying that he, yeah. when he came back, it was against Detroit. You're right, but I'm saying he yeah. played that game the equivalent of what we saw. Yeah. Very pedestrian like. Um, not the Dak we've seen in the in the past that you know, it's just on fire throwing for 350, 400 yards. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still the thumb getting used to the whole, gripping the ball, whatever, but Eventually, once he gets in sync, you know, I, I don't want to see. I, I don't want to see da- Dallas get on a roll by any stretch of the imagination. No, let's, let's let's stop it. Let's stop the bleeding now, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at, well, I'm with you. If, if you look at their schedule and what they have coming up, so they um they they got Chicago then a bye. So they're home against Chicago. That's another one o'clock. They'll go. They'll be up against the Eagles at one. But then they go through, and I don't know what you know this is going to look like. But they're at. This is a tough little little dance they have after that. They're at Green Bay, at Minnesota, and then they have the Giants. Ooh. So that that's out of the pie. Ooh. That's, that's pretty pretty solid right there, schedule wise. That's tough. Wow, yeah, they're gonna be play, I can't wait. I can't see them. I can't wait to see them play the Giants again. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying I can't wait to see them play them again because I think it's gonna be a, a much different outcome this time. Yeah. Is, is that game the second game? Is that in New York? Or no, in, that's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. Ah, in Dallas. Okay. Yep. yep. And then they then they're home for against Indy and Houston. They should be able to get their footing after that. Uh, yeah, then yeah. they go to Jacksonville, and then the big oh. one, of course, for both teams is going to be Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve against yep. the Eagles. That's a four twenty five. That'll be the third of back to back to back for the Eagles. So, uh, you know, that's a tough spot for the Eagles to be in. Wow, um, in, in that one, that's for sure. Uh, other odds and ends here from the NFL. Um, I guess we got to all those. Let's do our AFC rankings, and then we'll do our coaches. What about Aaron Rodgers calling players out? Sorry, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so I don't know, Derek. He's sort of done this before, but it feels like it's even more. Obviously, they're playing well. He did it again this year, though. He did it already this year. Yeah, but it really hasn't worked so far. No, it hasn't much that he's no, taken. No, feels like he's um, kind of only... grasping a little bit to me. I know he's frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he can read the writing on the wall. This team ain't it. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's done it in the past, and, and they've rallied around. Every time he opens his mouth, they rally. But, 
you know, you call players out. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the spark they need against Buffalo. I don't think so. Like I said yesterday, I think this is going to be Custer's last stand in terms of how one-sided this game is going to be, you know. Um, but only a few quarterbacks could get away with that because, you know, there's, there's other players that can snap back. Hold up, A-Rod. Right. We, we see the film. <laughs> you missed dudes wide open. He won that game last week against Washington. Absolutely. Streaking down the field wide open. He goes there to check down. I said, that's a rookie mistake right there. Right, right, he right. He doesn't trust who he's throwing the ball to. I, I so, watched film on it just to see that. I watched yes. film. On, I watched like an hour worth of film on it this yes. morning. You see how many guys he missed? Guys. There, this guy's running wide open. I mean, he has to evade the pass rush a little bit. But, you know, it's still, you know, it still looks like he has a lot to do with what's going on all Yes. Dude, he's got one a of the quickest releases in the game. Yep. Between him and Brady, they have the two quickest releases in the game. They're not taking unnecessary shots. Yep. He, he and, and for him, you, you're not going to outsmart uh, uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in terms of scheme, trying to disguise a scheme. Okay, but the fact that he's back there missing dudes wide open down the field, which could have been game changers. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. he's just frustrated that he has basically <clears> – <throat> And now, no Randall Cobb is the safety valve. You know, I, I, dude, this could be ugly Sunday night. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It could. All right, let's go AFC power rankings. We just did five. Okay, uh, we'll go. Uh, it don't go for, look, if you say power rankings, it don't go really go past five either. You're right. No. There, you, may, you can make a case maybe three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the lights are on, but I wouldn't call it power. It's just right, sort of like right, right. flickering right. a little bit. Um, all right, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, uh, Ravens, I have at five. I have Jets at four. Bengals three. Chiefs two. Bills one. So I go Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jets, Ravens. That's my five. Mm. Don't love five necessarily. I, I took a bit of a leap with the Bengals, putting them ahead of the Jets. Admittedly, the one one and two are locks. Either way you want to slice it, uh, but that's my five. Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'll, I'll go next. But um, can I have two teams on one line starting? No, five? no, <laughs> no, no. Make a decision and so stick means, with it. That, so that means I got to take the Ravens out. Yeah, then they're out. Yeah, they're out. The Ravens don't even make it. So I'm going to go Dolphins. Then I'm okay. going Bengals. Then Dolphins, Bang, Dolphins, Bengals. Okay. Then Jets, Chiefs, Bills. Damn. But Ravens would number five B. So you're feel you're feeling the Dolphins with Tua back. I'm feeling the Dolphins with Tua back. I think he's the guy that they needed to come back. He he's like it or not, you know, he had that team going in the right direction before he got concussed. You know, so you sure. know, he had him going in the right direction. So I think he has him going in the right direction right now. Um I think the they're playing the Jets are playing better than the Bengals. That's the only reason I'm saying it, because their defense is playing better. The Bengals' defense is not playing well at all. Those two edge rushers aren't getting any pressure. So right. I, I, that's why I'm going with uh, the Dolphins. I mean, uh, with the Jets going ahead of the Bengals. I worry a little bit what it's going to look like with Brees Hall out. Now, yep. I know they made it. I like the move for, for Robinson, but uh, I worry about that I, a little bit, just affecting their chemistry on offense because they've become a really run-oriented team. Heavy, but, heavy run team. Yeah, but, here. you know – Plus, I you know I'm, I like the fact that he's uh he you know he's he's taking he's taking everybody you know that by storm as far as that he's talking stuff and 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 still going out there and balling yeah. you know what I'm saying so he has his guys going in the right direction Robert Sala has his guys going in the right direction right? does he does all right Derek you're you're uh, five here 
I can't believe I can't believe this. I think Barrett was cheating on my my test. I, I have Dolphins, Bengals, Jets, Kansas City, Buffalo. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and, and and I wanted to flip it based on what we saw Cincinnati do offensively this past Sunday because that's the Cincinnati offense I've been waiting to see. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can't overlook the fact that Robert Salah, like Barrett says, got these guys balling. He's got them believing in themselves. Um, they get the necessary stops when they want to. Uh, they make the big plays offensively with, a, I think, an average quarterback in Zach Wilson. Um, and they're not making a lot of mistakes with the football. But the defense is starting to play Robert Salah type defense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think right now, I got to give the Jets respect what respect is doing. I think right now they would go. They can go toe to toe with Cincinnati right now. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, they absolutely could. Yeah, absolutely. and they're you know the thing we keep need to focus. I think a little bit more not you guys, but like people don't focus enough. I think on the Jets' defense and their defensive line, what they've done, and the Giants right. and their defensive line and what they've done. They've both been yeah really good, man. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, that's good. That's good. All right, let's jump over now to our coaches. Now, this is basically, I don't know, you call it power rankings, top five, whatever you want to call it, but it's our five NFL. This is overall, not just conference. This is overall five NFL coaches. All right, who wants first crack? You want you want I'll it? Take, right, I'll take, take right. first. I'll ask the question as Barrett asked. Can I have can I have two on, on my number no, five? No, 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 you didn't no, let Barrett do no. it. You can't, you can't do can't, it. I can't get two on Sorry. the line? No. I can't no. do five and five A? No, sir. All right. With that said, I put Robert Sala at number five. Ooh. Uh, Brian Brian Dable at number four. Okay. And Andy Reid number three. Sean McDermott number two, and Nick Sirianni at one right now. Okay. Nikki six wow. at one. All right. Yeah. All right. Barrett. Um, oh my goodness. I'll go. You want me to buy you a little time? No, because I mean, it, you know, it's tough for me, man. It's tough for me because Robert Sala. He's done. He's got his voice going in the right direction. But how can you downplay what Pete Carroll has done with a team that should be I know. horrible I know. right now? Agreed. Or Kevin O'Connell, who bounced Agreed. back. Right. So, you know, it's, it's tough for me to say Pete Carroll's out. But you know what? I'm going to go Pete Carroll over Robert Sala because Ooh. I think Robert has more. He has more assets and resources Okay. than, than, than Pete does. That's a good one. So I'm going to go Pete Carroll, Nick Sirianni. Brian Dable, um, Big Red, and then Sean McDermott. Okay. 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 All right. I go McDermott, O'Connell, Carroll, Sirianni, Dable. Did you? Did you? I'm trying to figure out. Did you go up or did you go down? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Five uh, five is McDermott. Four is O'Connell. Three is Carroll. Two is Sirianni. One is Dable. Wow, because you could have took that list and flip flopped it. You could, you could mix them up. But I mean, I never thought I'd have a a list with O'Connell on it, with Carroll on it, with Dable on it. I never thought, you know, Sirianni and McDermott don't shock me. But though I'm, I'm, again, I'm going. This is not. Say it one more time. All right, uh, number one, Dable. I think he's done the best job in football. Sirianni's team's undefeated. I can't put him any lower than two. Carroll, incredible what he's done with Seattle at three. O'Connell's got a, a team that has one loss, and we don't talk about him at all. Nope. The only, and, the only and, list I put on uh, O'Connell is on my toilet list because of who he coaches. <laughs> I ain't putting Kevin O'Connell on nothing. Nothing. And that's then I go McDermott. Right that's brother troubles right there. That's right. That's yeah, that, exactly that's, that's Marvin bias right there. Yeah, that's right. That so how do you not put Big Red on there? I know. Listen, I yeah, know. How did you not do that? What? Well, they have two losses. 
Yeah, yeah, but still, he's not one of the best coaches in the game. He is. I'm just going off of what I've seen through. Man, I'm calling Big Red. You ain't getting no barbecue from Kansas City. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, off of based it off makes of sense. Yes, it makes what sense. I've seen. That's all. Yeah. It's what I've seen. It's not like who I think is an all timer or any of that. It's what, what right, we've seen right. so far. Well, the reason why I put I got to keep Big Red on that list at number two because he took. Patrick Mahomes took his best weapon out, gave it to somebody else, yeah. put two guys in, and two guys that I thought I, I would have never thought they would make the impact. Nope. That yeah, they they have. Made That's right a good now. point. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They, they're yeah. making impact plays. And I didn't think they had it in them because they didn't do it on the former teams, yeah. the previous teams. So when I look at I look at um, uh, Valdez Scatling, I, I – I didn't see him as an ultra talented guy, but he looked no. like he was great the last time I saw him play. And then Juju, I thought Juju was done. Juju Smith Schuster was just an afterthought. I mean, he That's didn't right. do anything the last two years in Pittsburgh. Now he had like almost 140 something yards, 150 something yards, and, and two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He's resurrected their career. So Big Red has done something, man. And and with them not having the weapons that they have, and everybody that double teams, Kelsey. He's finding other ways to do it. And his defense should not be good right now. No, but here's a, here's a prime example of a system can make a player offensively. It's one of the few systems that you can plug and play players in there and elevate their game to a whole nother level they never played at. Because um, you lose a Tyreek Hill. You know, that's bigger than, than, than Green Bay losing, you know, Devontae Adams. It is. Absolutely. You know, and he gets, he gets marginal players in scouting and scouting. And marginal players in Juju Smith's shoes. I shouldn't say marginal, but decent Solid. players. But not, not marginal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no, yeah. you can say marginal yeah. with Juju. And look Juju at how they've elevated. Yes, player. look at how they've elevated the game in Kansas City. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and you got to put Big Red on there, man. Got to. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, don't be dissing Big Red like that, man. <laughs> hey, he's a guest of the show, man. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> uh, we'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll do a little open talk. Sixers in action. They have these sort of weird series that they play now they're in toronto for two but we'll dig into some sixers when we get back uh, i have an on this date for you some birthdays some movies all kinds of stuff so you don't want to go anywhere we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right i want to tell you about station tap station tap catering has an unbelievable event this weekend and in fact it's only three days away all right it's the fall fest october 29th from 12 to 6 live music with round tower incredible band beer garden Kids costume parades. You want to bring the kids out? You want to throw the Halloween costumes on them a couple of days ahead of time? Bring them out. Food vendors. Station Tap, I've told you about before. Their food is second to none, all right? And they have outdoor seating. Supposed to be a nice day on Saturday. So you got everything. Everything's covered, all right? You got great food, great drinks. You have unbelievable music. You have the kids all taken care of with the, uh, with the costume parade. Again, it's the Fall Fest, October 29th, 12 to 6. Station Tap Catering, that's on Fern Boulevard in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. Get on out. You will have a blast. Station Tap Catering. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome back in, everybody. I want to tell you about Razor Technology. Yes, uh, cybersecurity is huge. Protecting data is a security imperative for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threads and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero-trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your systems. Razor delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan, across identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat-prioritized recommendations. They design, deploy, manage, and monitor secure solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether they're working in person or remotely on internal infrastructure or in the cloud and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid and remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor Hyphen tech.com. All right. Welcome back in everybody. We're hanging out with you 
on this that was Wednesday. flawless. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. Much appreciated. Uh, hanging out with you on this thir- uh, Wednesday. Yeah, wishful thinking Thursday. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to the World Series games and the Eagles game and all that good <sighs> stuff. You got to slow Serenity down. now. Serenity slow now. it down. All right. So a couple things. Um, the Sixers play tonight at Toronto. They play tonight and Friday at Toronto, and kind of these weird series that the NBA does sometimes. Uh, we met, we talked about this a good amount yesterday, but you know, certainly not the start that that, that any of us had in mind here. They're, they're let's face it. I mean, they're one and three. They're very fortunate with the Phillies are doing and the, the fact that the Eagles are undefeated. Yeah, There'd be a lot more yeah. heat on them right now, man. Yeah, there's no question about that. We'd be reaming them right now, but there's too much excitement. We don't want to dull our high right now. We want to stay high. Yes. We have plenty of time to dissect and analyze the 76ers once the football season is over. You know, <laughs> dang, the football. I thought I was going to say the season. baseball season. Wow. We're talking February. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to say baseball season, but okay. <laughs> All right. Um, should be interesting, though. Uh, you know, Toronto, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, what Toronto's mm-hmm. been doing so far. And but OK, they're two and two. You yeah. know, they're off to a decent start. Um, they're they're one of those teams in the East that are like tough and solid. I don't know if they're in the consideration with, you know, Boston and Milwaukee and, you know, the real mm-hmm. big boys. I don't know. I don't know if they're in that same, you know, uh, vicinity with those teams. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see if the Sixers are starting to figure things out a little bit. Um, incorporating uh, that bench in, who played very well in the last game, getting Maxi involved a little bit more, and you know just kind of where people are from a, a conditioning standpoint, like Embiid, is really going to be the key for them because we just don't know right now, you know what that looks like. Exactly, take a little while. Exactly, yeah. and just to uh, hey, there's that that wild rumor out there about Quez. Uh, from what from what I told, uh, there's no truth to that about Quez uh, requesting a trade. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Look, and, it, and it's been a slow start for him. There's no question. He feels like the odd man out. I don't blame him. He kind of is, you know, especially not that Zach Bas- Pascal is getting a lot of touches either, but you know, with him coming over here too, I mean, you think about it, he's competing against AJ Brown, Devontae yeah. Smith and Dallas Goddard yep. just to get balls thrown to him. So and even, even Pascal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And he's got six catches through six games. Yeah. So I, I yeah. get it. I get it. If he's a little bit frustrated, um, I'd be a little frustrated also, but I mean, it's not like they're just – they're not involving them in offense. you got to right. get open. Yeah. And if we're in there, you got to maximize your your uh, potential every time you're in there. And I don't think that he's getting a lot of those touches to be in there. And that's – that's you know, when you're running the ball as consistently as they are, they're going to be few and far between times where you can get the ball that's from right. a receiver standpoint. So, I mean, it, it's just by the look of the draw that, you know, it's just the best thing that this team does is run the rock. So why not, you know, go out there and gain a hundred, 225 yards, you know, and not even worry about how many passing yards you get. Right. That's total domination, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's going to be, uh, going to be interesting to see if they try and maybe get him established a little bit more games. I don't know if you do that like you did for Devante or, right. you know, AJ early in games. I just think it's got to come organically. It does. Yeah. It does. You know, yeah. and there's so many options. Like Barry said, when you run the ball 30, 35 times a game, it reduces the passing opportunities. And your quarterback's going to go to his three frontline players off the top when it comes to passing opportunities. Gallet, uh, Goddard, Smith, and A.J. Mm-hmm. Just the luck of the draw. And fortunately, fortunately, he's the fourth, fifth receiver yeah. in, in any uh, offensive structure. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. I mean, I, look, at, it's a good problem to have if you're the Eagles. It's not absolutely. a good problem if you're – Quez Watkins. Well, I mean, look at Zach Pascal. You know, he's going through the same thing he's been doing for the past whole career. 
you know, four years, you know, he just, he's not the main guy, you know, when you're, you, you're as good as we are running the ball, you don't really get an opportunity to flourish. You get an opportunity going out there and blocking. We know Quez is not a blocker, but I will say this, this should be the time in which they highlight who he is as a player. Cause when they start running the ball and then you turn around, you run play action. He's like, he's like, all right, we're not even worried about him. And that's mm-hmm. when he's going to break open and catch those deep passes, man. Or yeah, I'm worried about him. Or Barrett uh, showcase him as trade bait. That too. Never know. Uh, that's not crazy, Derek. It's kind of Never interesting. Know. Never know. Yeah, we, we got with that kind of speed. I'm telling yeah, you, you can't let that speed go. Yeah. Mm, depending on what you think you need. Right. Well, they, you know, a lot of guys. You said a, a you said a safety. Teams. Eagles might the Eagles might give up a backup safety for a backup wide receiver. Right. Never know. Right, Eagles right. might give up a backup wide receiver with four two speed for that rotation edge rusher. Somebody mm. might be willing to give up that edge rusher. Team that knows they're not going anywhere. They think they can get something out of a young player who might help them and would have bulk of this season to get acclimated to him. And let's see what can he how much can he stretch the field when given an opportunity. Mm. Oh, that brings up a lot, man. See? Because when, when you look at a Cardinal team, man, that, there, there you go. A corner team that needs receivers, number one. And um, I mean, you look at their look at their DB situation. What if they go in and they want to let a uh, a safety go? You know, that's hey. not really doing anything. You hey. know, like like a Jalen Thomas. You look at uh, look at Seattle. DK Metcalf is nicked up. Hey, you need another speedster on the outside for uh, Geno. The Eagles did just sign Greg Ward to the practice squad. I don't know Uh-oh. if that has anything to do with anything. But that wow. Uh-oh. Just saying. Uh-oh. Wow. Let the rumors begin. Interesting thought, though, Gunner. That's you heard sure. it here first. All right. Let me throw this uh, on this date at you guys. So on this date in 1984, so you go back to August or October 26, 1984, Michael Jordan made his, his debut with the Bulls. Jeez. Okay, His rookie year. But, but that's interesting in and of itself. But check this out. In it, so this is in Chicago. Okay, they're home. Four thousand seven hundred and sixty-three people in attendance. That's it. Four thousand seven sixty-three. So at that point, Chicago had been terrible for a long time. They yeah. weren't buying into that team. The city yeah. was just like, oh, whatever. You got some Jordan guy, uh, big deal. Lo and behold, what that would turn into, you know, right. perennial sellouts every single night. But four thousand. 763 in attendance, man. That is wow. That is low. crazy. That is low. And, and uh, Chicago's a diehard basketball town. Wow. They are now. <laughs> they weren't wow. then. Yeah, they were coming. I remember there was the artist Gilmore years where they were just weren't good uh, yeah. during that time, man. But there was uh, Jordan who was a game changer. That's for sure. Number three overall. He didn't even go. For th- and Hakeem went first. Of course, you understand that. Sam Bowie went second to Portland yep. and Jordan went third. I wonder, uh, how, I wonder how those teams have been kicking themselves for that decision. Uh, they are a lot of not kicking. Yeah, not Houston's not Houston. Not. Portland. Yeah. Yep, Portland's still mad because of that. Yeah, yeah, Man. and and Barkley ended up going in that draft too a little bit later yeah. uh, mm. into the Sixers. Sixers had two first rounders. It was Barkley and Leon Wood, the the NBA official. Leon Ooh. Wood was a player. They took him in the first round in in, in 1984. Yeah, wow, I know. Mm. Uh, all right, birthdays. We'll start. Hillary Clinton is 75 years old today. That's all. So. <laughs> I'm not you almost made me choke, man. I'm not drinking my 
I'm Come not on, man. Stop touching that, man. it. Yeah, it's all you, brother. Not get anywhere near it. <laughs> Come on, man. No, no, not right. Uh, Pat Sajak, Wheel of Fortune, 76 years old. Wow. I told you guys the story about the time that they were taping that at the Wells Fargo Center. No, no. no. This so, might be interesting. Barkan and I, I, I talked the, the, the higher the suits into letting Barkan and I go down there with a camera person and just, just – do these weird things for, for daily news live when I was producing daily news live. So Michael and I, we go down there. I have him at the wheel. Like we're, we're he's spinning the wheel. We're all doing all this stuff like for like crazy opens and bits that we're going to be doing and all that. But we interview Pat Sajak and Vada, by the way, Sajak's a diehard. Baseball. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah diehard, really. diehard baseball fan. All right. Loves baseball. He loves the Cubs. I think and he but he lives in, he has a house in LA and he has a house in Maryland. I think that's where his wife's from. So he's an Orioles fan too. Um, but we get to talking to him and I'm like, Pat, you've been doing this. This was, uh, this was probably 15 or 16 years ago. And I said, you've been at that point. I'm like, you've been doing this forever. You know, how, how, you know, how do you keep up? He's like, keep up. He's like, we take three weeks a year, man. He's yeah. like, I, I end up working. He, like, he's like, I work 20 something days per year. They tape like six or eight wheels. Yep. Like, you know, over the course of that time, basically. What? And yeah, yeah. And he's like, I got the best gig in the world. And he does. He has the greatest gig in the world. Like, that's not even, that, is, that wasn't even like what Alex Trebek had to do with Jeopardy, which is like some heavy lifting, some of that stuff. Like, mm. you're basically like, all right, you want to buy a Val? All right, you know, whatever, keep moving. It, it's unbelievable. But yeah, he's 76. Van is, I think Van is pushing 70. She looks great. Is she? I'm no, gonna I'm gonna guess late 60s. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. What? I'm gonna guess late 60s would be my guess. But, all right. What? What are our predictions, Barrett? What do you think? I would say 62, I'm 63. 70. Okay. I'm 70. What are you saying, Gunner? 63. All right. She's 65. Wow. 65. She looks good. Looks Man, good time. Good. Yeah, she looks good for 65, dude. Yes. Yes. I want to uh, see her now. Look at her now. Yeah, no, she's still real, really strong. All right, so uh, Sajak 76, Hillary is 75, Bootsy Collins, the oh, great guitarist, 71 right. years young, T Funk, baby, for Bootsy. Yeah, um, James Pickens, the actor, uh, Grey's Anatomy, a bunch of other stuff. Yep, is yep, 70, yep, yep, 70 years old. Rita Wilson, who was Tom Hanks' wife, actress as well, in her own yep. right, yep. 66 years old. Dylan McDermott, who's in a lot of stuff, a lot of TV shows, yep. uh, is 61. The practice, years old. yeah. Uh, Keith Urban, the guitarist and singer, who's married mm-hmm. to um, Nicole Kidman, is 55 years old. Seth MacFarlane, a family guy, and a bunch of others. Ted, the movie Ted, yep. is uh, 49 years old. John Hader from uh, Napoleon Dynamite is 45 years old. That movie that, is that, stupid funny, still man. Still holds up. That's <laughs> it. Still holds up. That man. movie is stupid fun. Yes, bro. When he was throwing them steaks, man. Oh my god. <laughs> there are so many. That movie had so many moments. His dancing. Oh like, yeah. Oh my, oh my goodness, uh, dude. That dance was. Hey, hey we gotta get Rob it to might do be that worse dance. Than mine. It's possible. I don't know. We gotta get Rob to do that dance, man. I'm telling oh, you. that was amazing, bro. Oh my god. All right. Um couple others here uh jacqueline smith charlie's angels yep 77 years old you want to feel old she's wow. 77. yes 
uh, CM Punk, the uh, he's both a, an MMA guy and a wrestler. Is wrestler, 44. Yeah, yeah. I think we had him on Breakfast on Broad once. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, Bob Hoskins was born on this day in 1942, uh, British actor. Natalie Merchant of 10,000 Maniacs is 59 years old. Woo. That's that's all I got for birthdays. Uh, Strong guy. birthday. You got you got to go with um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mendici, Mendici Harris. Okay. He's a uh, he's one of those guys uh, on the uh, was it hip hop New York? Okay. He's a uh, you know pretty famous. Uh, who else All was right. it? Um, from, he was from Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's about it, man. You pretty you much got, got uh, there. Bob Golick. Bob Golick, Michael Golick's brother. Yeah, played in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bob don't forget Golick. about you got Mark Schultz, who was a three-time national champion, two-time world champion, and Olympic champion wrestler. Another famous wrestler in the mix. He's yep. sixty-two. All right, and yeah, that's it. You covered birthday, them all, man. man. Strong birthday. All, man. You, you can't you can't through the day, bro. You can't <laughs> through right. the day. There's some good movies. 1984, The Terminator. I mean, come oh, on. one of the best. One come of the on. best. Come on, man. Awesome, phenomenal. Uh, Interstellar was uh, it was okay. I didn't. I, I don't. It was I, didn't right. see yeah. that. I didn't see yeah, that. One. So, yeah. It's, it's nah. uh, 2014. Nothing. Nothing great. 1998 Lion King 2. I didn't yep. see it, but it was just all right. It was okay. It was okay. Not yeah. like the first one, though. No. Uh, Donnie Darko on, on this day in 2001. Yep. Uh, 21 years ago. And an underrated, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it, it didn't, I don't think it did a lot in the box office. But in 1979, The Great Santini with Robert Duvall. I didn't see it. I know the movie, I but I didn't see it. He yeah. plays like, Duval is this overbearing military. He's a fighter pilot, uh, but he's he's pretty nasty to his family. Like, and he particularly mm. rides the son. Like, he gives the girls a break, but he's all over his son. And they kind of go away. The son is played by uh, I think it's Michael O'Keefe, <clears throat> the guy who played uh, Danny Noonan in, in Caddyshack. Is it plays his son in it? Okay. And they go at it pretty good, man. It, it, it's kind of interesting. It's mm. if you're a good chance. It's not a bad little movie, but it's a. Uh, it's kind of under the radar, but Robert Duvall's good in everything that he does. So, okay, uh, he was good in that as well. Uh, I, got, I got one more movie for you. Yes, I enjoy it. And oh, and the funny thing is, it's not a great movie, but I'll watch it if it comes in. I'll stop and watch it for a while. Is uh, San Andreas came out in 2015 That's with The movie. Rock in it? That's yeah. a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah, it is. I yeah, usually, yeah. I I think The Rock is good in everything he's in. I, I do. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, well, him, like him, and, him and uh, Kevin Hart are great when they do those movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those two are phenomenal together. I, I don't, I, I'm trying to recall even like the TV stuff. I don't, I haven't really watched that show when he was a kid. I think there's the, the what's it called? Like he does a show on now when it when chronicles when he was a kid. It's like a sitcom. I yeah, haven't really watched that. No, I haven't I seen, seen it. But his movies, I watch. I, I generally I, like what was the one, uh, Ballers on HBO? Oh, yeah. I love that show. Why did they cancel it? Is that done? Yes, that movie, that, that series was great, man. Well, yeah, I know why I, I know why Rob liked the show, but that's another story. Oh, there was, you know, I mean, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, hey, talented you see, people in there. With, talented huh? people. Oh, no question. Matter of fact, um, uh, Denzel's son is in that yep. one. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, who's turned into a really good actor, by the yes, way. Yes, indeed. Uh, John David. Uh, we, hey, speaking of The Rock, will you go see his new movie? What's it called? Black Adam. He plays this uh, superhero called Black Adam. Yes, good. I am. I'll probably see it this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. You're going to go see it. Okay. Pierce Brosnan is in it as well. Yeah, it looks good. It does okay. look good. Um, oh, one thing I didn't get to with the Eagles talk that I want to hit hit us with, we don't have a ton of time left, but Barrett, 
when the Eagles have, they play Sunday, but then they have the turnaround to Thursday. How, how difficult is that? Because I, you know, I think it's, I think it's good for the fans that we have Thursday night football, but it feels to me like there's so many injuries that happen during those Thursday night games. Well, it, the good thing is they're coming off a, a bye week. So the majority of the guys will be healthy going into this Sunday's game. But then uh, yeah, good point. the turnaround is really, really quick. And you don't get the practice time that you would necessarily get, especially with the veteran players that you have, to really implement anything. You know, a lot of, a lot of this stuff they're going to use is going to be carryover from the Steelers game. And that's the way teams like to do it. You'll get carryover from the same plays from what you had against um, a former you know team that you just played. So right. that game plan isn't going to deviate much. So what you see in this Steeler game is, is going to be directly what you're going to see in the next game that they play. Who they play? Um, uh, they, Houston. They, they play uh, Houston. Uh, yeah, right. So it works out good for them because they're going from a sorry team to an even sorrier team. So it's going to be good, you know, going from that game plan and then to a game plan. And they play basically the same defense too because they play. They don't play a four three. They play a three four defense just like the uh, Steelers do. So it'll be a lot of carryover for that. Mm-hmm. But then they, you know, they, they don't play again till Monday. This is, this almost works out great for the Eagles. As far as, you know, the amount of rest that this team is going to have, mm-hmm. you hate it as a player. It really depends on where you are in your career and in your life. If you're an older player, you love to have, you love if you're going to have a, 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 a Thursday night game, then you want it to space out like it's spaced out because you'll mm-hmm. have that t- you won't have time to recover before that Thursday game, but you've already recovered the most from the you know bye week coming before. So you'll have a better roster going into that game. Then after that game, nobody's gonna practice that week, you know, till Thursday. And then they'll play that game and then everybody'll be off again and they'll get their bodies back going into that Monday night mm-hmm. game. Yeah. It, it, it is a quick turnaround for mm-hmm. for as physical as it is. Yeah. And I, when I when you're know. young, you hate it. The, the young and dumb guys, the guys that have been in the league one, two years, rookies and stuff, they don't like it because there's too much time in between games. You know what I'm saying? They want it back to back. They want to play. They just want to play. The veteran players understand it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. But all these younger players, the rookies, second and third year players, want it to be a sprint. They want to keep playing. They love the game. They want to play, 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 play. Mm-hmm. But this is perfect. How everything was it? Three games in like twenty days or twenty one days or something. Like yeah, that? I mean, and yeah. you go Monday oh, yeah. night, so you get yeah. the extra day too coming yeah. off. It. So you it just got if you can suck it up and get through that Thursday game, you do, you have a nice little rest period too, uh, to to get you kind of set for the, I guess the final. At that point, you will have played what eight? So the final nine games of the season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at that point, all right, mm-hmm. that'll do it for us uh, today. We will have. Uh, Jerry uh, Dulock tomorrow Dulock, from yep. Pittsburgh Post Gazette and Charlie Batch as well. CB, and, and we'll continue to get you set up for the Phillies in the World Series. Uh, don't go anywhere. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. I want to thank Xander Kraus producing the program. All of you in the chat room. All of you streaming. All of you listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time at twelve o'clock for Barrett for Derek. I am Rob. Don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio with the National Football Show. We will see you tomorrow for three hours of power. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. 
go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.